Hi everybody. Welcome to wait, hang on, Jamie. Wait, let me let me count. One, two, three, five, nine, twenty-six, eighty-four. The ninety-seventh edition, isn't it? It is. I'm pretty sure at some point here we've got the Chronicles of Hannah Hawkey, the founder of Rockfit UK. There it is, right in your hands. Phenomenal! Hit! There. You're about to enjoy the Chronicles of Tom and Jamie. Hi everyone, I'm Kevin Matten. Hi guys, my name's Annabelle Knight. Hello, this is Becky Baldwin. Hello, I'm Chesney. Hey, what's up everyone? This is Brayden from Say We Can Fly. Hi, this is Hannah from Rock Fit. I'm here to discuss all things fitness and rock and metal today. And you are watching the Chronicles of Podcast with Tom and Jamie. If you handcuff a deaf person, you t- Someone genuinely asked me for Jalepano Humus once, and I think that was the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. Mr. Spark, please take these sexy photos of me. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 97th edition of the Chronicles of podcast it is i the bearded brummy jamie and joining me as always as always is this handsome fella right here that was as for anyone that didn't get that that did not come through that was absolutely nothing so it's as <laughs> always it's the scotsman tom yeah it is this week we are joined by the wonderful founder and ceo of rockfit uk Hannah Hawkey. You love rock music, you want to dance, you want to keep fit. What more would you want? It's absolutely awesome. Rockfit is a fitness class giving you new ways to work out, get your body moving and making you feel damn good. And it's all set to a soundtrack of hard rock and metal music. Yeah. What was the what was the dance? It was great, wasn't it? Just getting my body the... moving. It feels like a night for some reason a 90s song just popped into my head when you started doing it. So <laughs> um yeah, as Jamie said, Hannah is on the show this week. And you're probably sat there thinking, hang on, the interview doesn't normally become at the beginning. Now it does, motherfuckers. So enjoy it and get fucking used to it. Hannah, thank you so much for taking the time to sit and chat to us. It was absolutely phenomenal. This is the last interview I did after dental surgery while I was having issues. I'm back properly uh, talking again next week, so don't you worry about that, boys and girls. It's all good. I'll just just enjoy me sound like a pleb for one more interview. All right. Um, J- excuse me. Jamie! Yes, sir. I choked on my own saliva. Any final words at all? Just a massive thank you to Hannah and a big apologies. This was supposed to come out before Bloodstock. So there is talk about Bloodstock and things that are coming in here. But obviously, due to issues, it's a little bit delayed, but it doesn't make this interview any less incredible. So please, everyone enjoy this one. And again, massive thank you to Hannah. I wouldn't call my dental surgery issues. I'll just say that that's that's the reason why I couldn't oh, speak. Not. So we were we were delayed slightly. So apologies, uh, but enjoy this one anyway, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Interviewing this week, it's Hannah Hawking. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. Thank you so much for joining us, though. It's massively appreciated. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. 
That's great. This is going to be absolutely wonderful because it's tell straight away. It's like, yeah, this should be gold. <laughs> um, you know what you've got yourself into? Oh. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you find out. It's all right. It's okay. We'll let you find out. <laughs> um, essentially, how it works is uh, Jamie's going to do a very nice introduction for you. Uh, Lou, it's that nice false sense of security. So you feel quite safe and at home. And then what we're going to do is bombard Lou and fuck it with questions. How does that sound? That sounds amazing because I talk like machine gun fire anyway. So bombarding is quite nice. That suits me perfectly. <laughs> Spectac. Awesome. Do my little introduction then. Ladies and gentlemen, today we bring you a guest who has dedicated her life to getting fit by strutting her funky stuff to the best music in the world of rock and metal. And she wants you to do it too. Her fitness company has grown from strength to strength to the point they've managed to get hungover metalheads exercising at music festivals. This week, we are joined by founder and CEO Hannah Hawkey as we bring you the Chronicles of Rock Fit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That was the best we introduction ever. <laughs> we love that sort of shit. I mean, but we'll start with the hard-hitting shit straight away. How was your pandemic season? How have the last few years been for you? Um, I hate to sound like an asshole, but um, pandemic was absolutely fantastic for me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was awful. It was awful at the same time. But in terms of, like, rock fit, that's when it really kind of came into its own because obviously fitness classes were the first thing to shut you can't go and get sweaty with a room full of other people um without putting yourself at risk of catching covid so it was either go online or go bust so you know they, they say adversity creates kind of success if you're willing to kind of take the risks and we did and just overnight five thousand people kind of joined online and i was like i thought maybe 50 like 50 people maybe um locally but then it went up to like 100 200 and I sat there going this isn't right the numbers aren't right and it was got to about two three thousand then it's kind of grown from there so it, it was it was immense for me I'm, I'm you know wouldn't be the same without it so I'm very grateful it, ha it happened it's awful as that sounds <laughs> sounds terrible yeah great pandemic Woo! no it was it created the perfect storm for me is is the correct phrasing I think yeah no, to be fair, we completely get it because as podcasters, it was amazing for us because no one was going out. No bands yeah. were touring, nothing. They were like, yeah, I'll sit at home and do it. Captive audience. To do. So, like, <laughs> so we were getting... just watching podcasts and working out. It was great. <laughs> great. That's literally what I was doing, to be fair, podcasting and doing those Joe Wicks videos every day. So Don't yeah. mention him. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, I bumped into Joe Wicks, actually. Um, sounds really funny. When I was in New York last year, and he was running a marathon in New York, and I walked past in this little market, and went, that's Joe Wicks. And he kind of looked up and a bit of a nod, and he was changing his trainers and moaning about how his feet hurt. I was like, you can't be running a marathon, then complaining your feet hurt. Surely it's part of the territory. I was like, surely, you're, you know, you're, you're, what's it, calls it broccoli? or baby trees and stuff help you to stay strong and help your feet not to hurt. But he was, yeah, bless him. I, I was going to go and offer to rub them for him, but I thought that's a bit creepy. So I didn't. <laughs> Let me rub I mean, feet. <laughs> I'm so sorry that Jamie brought the competition up straight away. But we're in, about two minutes in? <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, no, Joe Wicks hasn't got boobs. It's not a fair fight. It's all good. It's all good. But I'm not. I'm not threatened. <laughs> you got better music and boobs. You win. Sorry. Exactly, hands down. I mean, it's no competition. 
Sorry, Joe. Sorry, you're out, <laughs> mate. Sorry. <laughs> he did um, taken over. <laughs> was it? He did Reading Festival, didn't he, a couple of weeks ago? And he said about being, I think he was misquoted actually, saying about being the first person to do fitness at a festival. And my like whole of the rock fit community went outrage. How dare he say that? He's not the first. I went, it's fine. Just that, it's okay. It's okay. You know, he's the first at Reading Festival to do it. That's fine. But they were jumping in the comments going, you're not the first. You should see download this year, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I was quite humbled. It was very lovely. But I had to kind of call off the minions so they didn't kill Joe Wicks for saying he was the first one. Oh, but yeah, he's yeah, he's great. A lot of respect for him. He's done a lot of lot of good things, people during the pandemic. Um, especially like those P lessons for kids. I hated PE, but you know, that's another story. <laughs> You're literally there, like, guys, you went too hard, you went too hard. Stop, calm down. You went too hard too fast. <laughs> oh, <cool. laughs> Don't hurt Joe. Oh, it's great. Love it. But before before we get into talking about Rockfit, let, let's learn a bit more about you as a person. Like, so take us back right to the start for you, little Miss Young Hawkey. What did you want to be when you were growing up? Has it always been around sports for you, or is it just under like astronaut? Paleontologist, to be honest. Um, I quite like Jurassic Park. I was I was all over Jurassic Park. I was yeah. When I I had a fascination with dinosaurs growing up. Still do. Not gonna lie. Um. In fact, I'm often known to get my T-Rex outfit out of download. Me and my friend that like to walk around in T-Rex outfits. That was going to happen this year, but it was too hot, unfortunately. Um, but I, I grew up loving dancing. And I was, my dad's got really dodgy footage of me in the 80s, given away my age, um, dancing to like Top of the Pops. And just every time someone came in, I'd like stop, stop dancing. But that was always a thing, always moving, always dancing around. And it kind of accidentally became my career, really, which is wonderful. That's amazing. But where did that love of dance and fitness and all that stuff come from? Were you sporty as a kid or was it just dance? Was very sporty. Yeah. Um, I was always quite good at running. I'm I'm closer to the ground, so I'm built for speed, I think. That's probably the, the thing. <laughs> well, more built for comfort these days, less for speed. But um, yeah, it's I used to run a lot. I used to do, I was always the first one, you know, put in every single race at sports day at school, which I was traumatized by. But uh at secondary school, I was very quiet. I've had such an interesting character arc into being an adult. I was practically mute at school. I wouldn't, I rarely spoke to anyone. I was so nervous. I used to kind of go bright red and they used to call my name on the register. That's how bad it was. <laughs> so bad. But I could always dance. And everyone said, oh, you're really, you're really good at this. And I was very low self-esteem. Um, and I was like, that's the only thing I could really do that I felt confident in my ability to do. And everyone was coming up to me and saying, you should really look into this as a career. And having a very strict dad, who's very much, you know, logical, you know, you go and do your English and your maths and your science. And he said to me, when I got to degree level, he said, oh, you might as well get a degree in cutting grass rather than doing dance, which is hilarious now, because now he's like, my daughter, she owns Rockfit. She dances in front of hundreds of thousands of people and blah, blah, blah. And he's super proud now. But at the time, he was an absolute git about it. And he was like, it's a waste of time. Um, so I had to really battle to be able to pursue it as a as a career as such. But it was always something I loved doing and found really cathartic. And re especially if you have good music, that's the key, isn't it? Really cathartic. We've all danced around our houses to like our favourite music. And essentially, that's what I do for a living. And it's just amazing. <laughs> amazing. I love it. <laughs> find that like being so outgoing with your dance sort of helped with the shyness sort of thing to help you overcome that eventually down the line 
It did. Yeah, absolutely. It really did. I mean, dance has got its own spoken language in itself and it's very, um, it's very cathartic. It's very communicative without having to speak, I guess. There's a lot of interesting psychology in there about, you know, if you can't speak so well verbally, then dancing is a good way of communicating. And for me, it was, um, <clears throat> excuse me, it was more about, yeah, it was more about express, about expression and about being free to do what you want to do without having the constraints of having to talk about it. Because sometimes, you know, you don't want to talk. You want to just be able to just be. Oh, I sound like a hippie now. Oh, my God. I just want to be, man. I just want to be. That's how I went to Dartington College of Arts, which was such a hippie, like, university slash college. And it's, yeah, it's all about expression, isn't it? It's expression. And it's and it's just being able to communicate non-verbally, I think. that That's what it's back, about back in the day when I was at school. And I was really awful and really shy. So I couldn't speak to anyone practically. Not even teachers. I used to hate it. <laughs> I can imagine um, when you were at school and you couldn't speak. So you're like, I'll tell you, to the middle of dance. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm a, so. Interpretive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you done your maths homework this week? <laughs> you have, wonderful. Can I have it? <laughs> I've done it in the form of expressive dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've That's never algebra super- with the human body. <laughs> <laughs> Help us find X. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the same wavelength as me, absolutely. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Love it. Um, Music-wise, though, have you always been to rock and metal, or was it like pop when you were a kid and then growing up into that sort of? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've been through like a lot of us. I've been through a lot of dodgy stages of music um, in my life. My older sister, actually, when when I was growing up, she was into Iron Maiden and Metallica. And she used to bring their records over. And she used to tell me that Eddie the monster on the you know, front of Iron Maiden was going to come and eat me if I was naughty. So I was a bit scarred for life by that. But I was quite intrigued by the music. And I went through, kind of grew up with mainstream. My parents are very much 60s rock and roll. So I was brought up on the Beatles, the Kinks, the Shadows. Um, and then my friends at school, kind of all mainstream, that type of thing. And then when you hit your teens, it was like that happy hardcore. And uh, yeah. I know it's like confession time. Um, so oh. I listened to that for a while, and I thought I like the beat, but it's really not all these all these dickheads just shouting over the music. I'm like, shut up and just let me listen to the music. <laughs> and um, my friends, when I turned eighteen, me and my friends started to kind of listen to different stuff. I had a new, much cooler circle of friends who were like, hey, listen to this. I think at the time it was you know it was the new metal era, so you had you know, Ramstein, Corn, oh. Limp Bizkit. System of the Down, and I just lost my mind. I was like, what the hell is this? Because I love it. And from then, that was it then, forever. And it always will be, new metal forever. Um, Yeah, so I just, I, once I'd heard it, and I went to the local rock club, like a lot of us do, as baby goths, go in there and hear all this amazing range of music. And just, yeah, fell in love with it straight away. That's incredible. Like, yeah. The thing is, though, when we heard Backstreet Boys as, when we were teenagers or younger, you know for a fact you're like, fuck, this is shit. And deep down you're like, I want it. That, no, fuck off! Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I could, uh, Have you seen Corn singing it? Corn was singing I Want It That Way the other day, and it was the funniest thing. Jonathan Davis like, tell me why in. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. And yes, I know all the routines, because growing up as a dancer, it could be the most shit song. But oh, you can guarantee that's my like superpower, knowing really dodgy 90s like dance routines, back streets, back steps, all that shit that I can't stand now. 
but no, all of it. Yeah. I'll crack it out right now. <laughs> oh, amazing. Can we do instant <laughs> bye bye bye? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that's my all... career gone that's it oh, you know, oh, don't be instinct fire her now cancelled <laughs> that's another 5,000 people signed up right there <laughs> <laughs> what Tom was saying at some point in our lives we reached that point where we instead of going that was shit we go I tell you what there, there was some bangers back then we can't deny it oh. we, we that's it I mean that's the good thing about the rock and metal community there's I don't know if you saw it, there's been loads of like stuff going around during festival season but like metalheads are really or oh, evil, the music's evil, and then you can hear them dance with the Venger boys like da, 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 before before like the main act comes out. And it's just they're up for a laugh, aren't they? It doesn't matter if the music's so bad it's good, you'll still dance to it just because it's what you remember and you know, zero judgment. If you like, you know, Venger Boys, Backstreet's Back, whatever, all that stuff, no judgment. Just do what you like, isn't it? Whatever you like, whatever music you listen to is kind of the stuff that gets people moving. If it gets people moving, I'm happy. So all good, yeah. And I bet every now and again in secret, you still pop on a happy hardcore track, don't you? Just, to, just to <laughs> no. <laughs> there's limits, Jamie. There's limits. Like <laughs> you still got to draw a glow stick somewhere, just waiting. <laughs> no, not not um not happy hardcore, but sometimes like the occasional bit of chart music, or like stuff from when I was younger. I like like a bit of eighties, bit of eighties synth. That type of stuff, you know. Oh god, I'm, I'm really dating myself now. But yeah, some of the '80s music was absolutely like amazing. So I do like crack a bit of that out as well sometimes. But rock's so great because it's got so many different genres within it. There's always something that I'll go. Yeah, I mean, if it's not like grunge today, I'll go for something else. Go for some new metal, or else I'll go for some, you know, like classic rock or hair metal. There's just always there's a a mood for everything. That's why I love it. No, yeah, yeah, absolutely right. The like we were recently at the Two Thousand Trees Festival. And we oh, were saying yeah. to someone, like, you can go into this tent and someone's screaming for their life now, and you're like, I'm not in the mood for that. You go to another tent, and it's, like, calm, like, <laughs> emo music, and then you go somewhere else. And it's 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 all rock and metal, but it's all so different. Yeah, it's brilliant. That's it. I think that's the great thing about it, isn't it? That it's just, there's something for everybody. And even if you're someone that's like, oh, I hate rock and metal music, do you, though? Because I bet you've got, like, some Muse or something else in your collection, um, and I have the debate all the time about what is rock and metal. And I get into these debates all the time. I need to stop doing it because, especially in some of the rock and metal groups, you get the elitist metalheads going, well, Def Leppard, that's not rock. I'm like, sorry, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> Go and tell them that, I dare you. Yeah, so it's just... But for me, it's all-encompassing. There's there's so much variety within the, the genre that it's great. It's it's just amazing. It really is. Tom looked very good. I remember. <laughs> I did. I remember a moment where in 2019 I went to Slam Dunk in Leeds. Yes. And busted with a secret act. I've never seen so many Gotham metalheads come together yeah. in the year 3000. It was amazing. Yeah. I made so many friends years. that day. It's their teenage years, isn't it? That's it. It's brilliant. And it's uh, there's there's rock and metal, but then there's things that are part of the culture as well. And like I I find like those those types of bands that have got like a bit of a rocky edge to them. Yeah, they're mainstream. But a lot of us grew up with that and it's it's still very much ingrained. And maybe that's your kind of gateway band into rock and metal. And you're like, yeah, totally counts. It's all good. <laughs> if you enjoy it, what's the harm? Exactly. Exactly. So let, let's talk about Rockfit. For, for those unaware, what is Rockfit? How would you best describe it? Well, I've got this spiel down now. Very, very um, 
well rehearsed because I've said it lots of times. <laughs> it's not gonna be smooth, mind you. Don't don't mistake me for someone that's smooth. Um, it's basically it's an amalgamation of rock music, dance, fitness, body sculpting. Um, it's set within uh, an hour long fitness formula. So you've you've got like your warm up, you've got those high intensity tracks, you've got toning in there. We do between five and eight hundred squats and lunges in every class, but you won't realize it until the next day because you're too busy like rocking out. And then you cool down at the end. It's like a full body workout, but the music is just pure rock and metal. So people that like that type of music, it's what's going to get you moving. It's like basically a choreographed mosh pit for an hour. That's it. <laughs> Although I feel like you lost me and Tom at the 500 squats and lunges to the <laughs> You think I so? 20. But... <laughs> So, but there's people that are in their 70s that do it so it's yeah it's all good you can do it it's it's so kind of well choreographed in that you barely even realize you're doing it sometimes until the next day you go christ why can't i sit in the toilet without my legs aching and then you're like boom that's me <laughs> what what actually inspired you to create rockfit oh this is uh poor backstory going on but yeah it's, it's basically it. I thought, do you want another do you want the tea do you spill the tea um, go for it yeah I was a I was a teacher for ten years, pretty much unqualified. Then I got qualified, went through the whole rigmarole of becoming a teacher. And my first year as a teacher, um, I ended up teaching seven different subjects, and it was awful. It was yeah, and I wasn't qualified to teach seven subjects. And I found out, you know, uh, a lot of people think teachers go home at three o'clock just in time for countdown. Brilliant, not the case. Um, I was getting up at uh, seven in the morning, going to work, coming home at about half four or five o'clock working till 10, 11 o'clock in the evening and repeat until insane. And and I was doing, I started to do some fitness classes on the side and it was burlesque based, no nudity, must stress, but it's like body confidence women, just dance routines um, and they loved it. And the principal found out and I got called in on my day off and, and she, was, she said, I need to see you today, it's urgent. And I, and I was there going, my, my books are up to date. My, you know, my students are all doing really well. What on earth does she want to see me about? And I said, do I need representation? Do I need to bring someone in with me, you know, from the unions to, to speak to? She said, no, it's just an informal chat. And I got there and I walked in. Luckily, I'd grabbed my um, my department like manager and she came in with me. And there was four people sat in there. There's like head of HR, two vice principals and the principal herself. And she brings up the teaching standards and says, you're doing burlesque, bringing the school into disrepute, you know. And she just berated me for like an hour. And she used to like to make people cry. Um, and I thought, no way, not not gonna cry, definitely not. And she said, you need to stop it. You are, and her words were, and it stuck with me, you're either a businesswoman or a teacher, you're not both. And I thought, okay, that's interesting, fine. So I left, I left the room, had a bit of an angry cry, went home to my partner and Adrian said, quit. And I went, what? He said, quit, he said, I've got rent covered. And I was like, are you serious? And he said, yeah, do it. So I went in. On the Monday, that was the Friday, and I gave him res resignation in and said, you know, shove a job up your ass, basically. <laughs> I was like, awful. I just thought, that's an awful way to, yeah, oh. And then just from then on, I was like, what do I do? What do I do? And I thought, I need to combine everything that I really enjoy doing. There's no point doing a job where you feel like you're dreading going in every day and that you, you just don't feel fulfilled. It's got to be something that I enjoy doing. I'm not going to stick at it. And I thought I'd built myself up to be a teacher for 10 years. And I, I just had a bit of a bit of a breakdown. I thought, what am I going to do? And I thought, well, fitness, always, always taught fitness. I've always loved dancing. But there's no there's nobody doing dance uh, dance fitness to, to the music that I really like. And a lot of my friends have been saying to me, I would come to your XYZ class, but 
I hate the music. And I thought, Do you know what? I hate the music as well. My soul dies a little bit every time I have to teach like a Latin dance like, class or a, or a club dance class. And I just, I thought I'm going to combine everything I love doing. So it's it's rock, it's metal, it's dancing, it's fitness. And it's this sense of community and being sociable and having um, a place where people can go where they feel like they're being accepted. Because I've always been, uh, you probably can relate, always been a very square peg in a very round hole. Everywhere I've been, I'm like the goth kid or the goth chick, even as a teacher or that alt woman. <laughs> it's like with the tattoos and, oh, tattoos, don't have tattoos as a teacher. And um, so I thought I need a I need a place that's really accepting, really non-judgmental, and anyone can come in and feel like they're at home. And that's that's where it came from, basically, out of the necessity to to have a job, and out of the complete, you know, utter remnants of my former career, and it just worked out spectacularly for me. So yeah, quit your job, everyone. <laughs> so much to unpack. I'm not coming in tomorrow. I know it's like it's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. But the first one is Miss Head Teacher, wherever you are. Fuck you. <laughs> exactly. I don't have a hat, so Tom's gonna have to do it. But a tip of the hat to to Adrian, to your man there. Fair, very oh. like that. Fair play. He's Good an hat. absolute legend. Absolute legend. And he said, "Yeah, just tell her to shove her job." And he, yeah, he was so supportive. It's paid off because he's now working with me with Rockfit as well. So he got to jack in his job as well. So he's like, yes. <laughs> working from home all the time <laughs> which is great we're, we're living the dream it's, we love it so I'm very grateful to her actually for making me realize what a bad manager looks like and for teaching me how to not do things so even though it was a bad experience it taught me a lot about how I don't want to be which has been very useful to be honest yeah yeah absolutely and I, I get what you're saying about like the, the dance classes and stuff with the music because I remember during the lockdown again we we're like oh let's do some dance because like doing just normal hit workouts I was like oh this is killing me like yeah. it's so boring I was like let's yeah. have, like dancey stuff on YouTube and I was like my god this music is dreadful like oh. I'm actually into to dance to yeah it was it was painful I think I found like, it a, is, you know, like heavy metal zumba I think it was called and I was like even this was a bit of shit <laughs> people call us that they're like I'm like no that's not it <laughs> no 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 <laughs> It is. Music makes all the difference. It makes all the difference to everyone. Um, and to me especially, I've taught so many classes that I've had to teach to, to mainstream. I couldn't bring rock and metal into schools, no way. Um, some of I had like a, a group of like goth kids in my class that absolutely were like, Can I can I work out to like shine down? Can I can I do a, a routine to shine? I'm like, Yeah. I, yes, you can. And I'd have to argue it with the 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 head of the department and say, you know, we'll keep the swearing out of it, we'll find like a radio edit and stuff, but it was great that and on those days I was like, oh, I left my job and I thought maybe I should do more of this type of thing, you know, and yeah, so the, the seeds were planted long before it actually happened. But yeah, the final, in fact, the final day um, when I realised I was quitting teaching, just as a bit of an insight, it was, a, was the day that uh, they came up to me and they said, we're taking a girl out of your class. And this this young girl, she was one of, the, one of my goth kids. She was in my tutor group. She picked dance in year eight and she was obese morbidly so um she was wearing when I met her she was wearing like surgical stockings she was in year seven so she was 12 13 years old and I'd say she was about 18 stone so she was massively worrying for me as well she started doing dance in in year seven she fell in love with it she lost about two or three stone gained so much confidence and then in year nine they said to me we're taking her out of dance because she's not going to get a c grade and I I, I think yeah yeah and it's, and it's a school that prides itself on, you know, 
nurturing the individual. And I said, how is this nurturing the individual? She's clearly loving dancing and you're going to take that away from her because she's not getting a C grade. And I was like, fuck the C grade. It doesn't, you know, it just, and that's, I think that's when I knew that it wasn't for me anymore, definitely. And I, and I want to be able to, to nurture and to cultivate that side of people, um, not just students, but adults, because a lot of adults need a bit of you know, encouragement as well at times. And it's been a really huge part of Rockpit's development, that kind of ethos of supporting people and and really encouraging them to just, you know, to say fuck it, <laughs> basically, to what they're supposed to do, what they can and can't do, that, you know, and to bring them into a, a, a tribe of people that are going to support them and, you know, just show them a bit of friendship. There's so many, so many people have met friends, they're going to be friends for life because they've come to classes or they've met online through our community. And it's just, it makes me just glow with pride daily. I love it. Oh. That's so important because like you say, you know, the alternative community, like you're saying, I'm the alt girl and you call these names as a teacher and stuff. But to yeah. those kids, those goth kids in your class, that's a teacher they can relate to. They can go to where they don't feel isolated because obviously you've probably seen behind us. This this come, this charity mean a hell of a lot to us. Damn. Oh! There you go. See? Yeah. We um, love it. There we are. Don't you just hate when you turn up to a party wearing the same as your mate? <laughs> yeah. No? What do you mean? <laughs> I've got that hoodie as well. <laughs> <laughs> nice. See, that's what I'm talking about. The whole community can connect over a shared experience of things. You know, the Sophie Lancaster Foundation is a classic example of people supporting what's important to us, basically. What's important to the rock and metal community isn't necessarily what's important to the, what I'd say, mainstream community. It's 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 very intrinsic, and it's but it means a lot to us. So, yeah, Sophie, awesome. Love it. It's amazing. But like, like I was saying, you know, you are that person there. They can relate to, they can go to. And as you say, that carries on through adults because... Yes. You know, I know it sounds weird being 36 years old, but if I see someone who's into the same music as me, who has been through those same experiences as me, I'm more likely to go talk to that person and open up to that person than I am someone who sat there in a vest with lion tattoos on their arms, drinking a beer, going, you're a diver or a bird. <laughs> no, no, that's not my sort of person. I think... <laughs> I don't get along with those sort of people generally. So, you know, it, yeah. it's that no matter what your age. So it's great to see that that community has come together, even in Rockfit as well. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I used to have so many students that would say, you've got a tattoo, because I'd like do a dance move and my shirt would ride up or something. They'd go, oh, show us your tattoo, let's have a look. And, you know, the kids used to love it. It made, it made you really relatable. And again, having red hair, they employed me with this colour hair and then they asked me to change it towards the end of my, my teaching career. I went, no. <laughs> no <laughs> and the, the black bits um i had a conversation uh the black bits in my hair are distracting um whereas the kids oh, used to grab gosh. my hair and go you've got black in your hair and they used to really relate to you and really love that because it made you a little bit different um and it was great to have yeah to have those kids to see that adults you know do relate to them and i think it just like a lot of us we just don't fit sometimes your face just doesn't fit in a certain career because of well, like with Sophie, basically, we're discriminated against still because of the way we look, because of the tattoos, people make certain assumptions about you. And I think the more of us that are proving that these assumptions are wrong, the better, and through into adulthood as well, and saying to everyone else, look, it's okay to have tattoos, it's okay to have dyed hair, it's okay to like metal music, doesn't mean you're, you know, a devil worshipper. I've had that conversation a couple of times with American evangelists, and it's always hilarious. Um, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> wow. and, and church leaders in this country as well so several churches wow. have been like no <laughs> not teaching classes here uh, and it's i i just like to i like to challenge those assumptions people make 
I've never even thought about that. Yeah, a lot of exercise dance classes you do generally tend to use, like church halls and stuff like that. Yeah. That's yeah. been an issue before. Church halls and community halls. I mean, I've had several, I've messaged in, back in the day, I messaged several, so about six, seven years ago, several churches because they had great big halls. And I thought, ooh, rock fit in a church. Spooky. Love it. And they were like, devil worship in a church. Not happening. And literally they wouldn't, they wouldn't reply to me and they'd have like Zumba fitness there. And I said, you've got other fitness classes. This is a rock music based fitness class. Oh no, we're not having that. We can't have that type of music. And it was just, it became too much of an argument. I just went, you're, you're very misinformed. Very sorry about that. And recently actually one of my instructors tried to do a demo in a shopping center and they said the music was unsuitable. And she said, why is it unsuitable? It's not, it's not really swearing. It's going to be like classic rock. I can cater it to families you know, it, and it's not, it's not offensive. It's going to be too loud. There's always this perception that because it's rock and metal, it's louder than everything else. And it's just, there's so many mis, like misconceptions about it that are just hilarious, absolutely hilarious. <laughs> Even now. I love, the, I love the idea of the churches being like, no, we never worship her because my book says so. Oh, really? Who wrote that? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's the Americans. So. Oh, the American evangelists, they are absolutely they're extreme and they're so funny it's like this is devil music you've got red hair you're the devil and i'm like no not interesting and she's like, if you play this song backwards it's it's demonic it's like oh. play it backwards you're listening to it the wrong way you dumbass just play it forwards you're missing out def leopard are great <laughs> it's, it's aussie black sabbath if you play it backwards it's a demonic message like you're backwards um it's it's great. It used to be great fun to argue with them, but I don't bother now. I'm like, no, that's too much crazy for me to deal with. I'm too busy for that now. But it's yeah, very funny. We must conform. We must do what people tell us to do. We conform. No, no, we don't. So no, we don't. Fit we're in this box. <laughs> don't listen to Creed. Shut up. <laughs> Christian rock bands exist, you weird people. Yeah. That's that's actually what I say back to them quite a lot of time. Like, you heard of this band, this band, this band, all Christian rock music. All pretty damn good, actually. You know, so maybe try broadening your horizons a little bit. Relax. You know, stop drinking whatever you're drinking, and just you know, just chill out a little bit. It's we do something called the Rockfit Q and A. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's it's something where occasionally I'll get a really rude or really ignorant or just downright weird message or email, and I sometimes let them have it. People <laughs> let them have it because I can because there's no one above me to go to to complain to me about me. So it's it's fine. <laughs> and um, I'll just answer them back. And then I publish them. So if I've got like an internet Karen going on at me about being a devil, um, I'll publish it online with my responses. And it's just so funny. And the Rockfit community, I like they, they just keep saying this is so relatable because we can't say these things back in our general jobs. It's quite cathartic because I can. So I'm not rude to people out for no reason. But if someone calls me, you know, or whatever, uh, and I just come back at them with, you know, with very sarcastic or uh, one guy said to me, what is it? He said, I'd never let my girlfriend do this. I'm like, don't, don't make out you've got a girlfriend. You're in your parents' basement. We all know it. Let's just, you know, your hand, your palms are probably very hairy. Just, just embrace it. It's fine. We all know that you've not got a girlfriend. <laughs> and things like that. It's not really funny. Of all the things to attack, a fitness class. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. It's just the rock and metal aspect, I'm sure, because they, they're like, someone said, do you have to be a goth to go to this? I was like, no, you don't have to be a goth to go to this. Like, But the goths can smell weakness. So if you come in and you haven't got garlic around your neck, you might get like 
sucked dry. <laughs> and so one guy went, I like the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the funniest one, I think, was like, I get fairly regularly, um, can I bring my, my stag do to Rockfit? And can we wear mankinis? I'm like, you absolutely can. But A, you might get mauled because quite a lot of ladies at class and they're like, great, that sounds great. I said, B, if you're wearing mankinis, just be aware we do a lot of squats and lunges. That's going to be like cheese wire to your ass by the end of the night. So you're going to be walking like a cowboy for the next two days. And after that, funny enough, they don't come to class. <laughs> I wish they would. It'd be so funny. Um, <laughs> we've got one guy actually called Wayne, big shout out to Wayne, who is wears a mankini at download every year. And he is an absolute legend. And he does the whole class in this mankini. And it's pure joy for me getting to watch the rows behind him, the, the look of horror across their faces oh. when he starts doing squats. And I, he's just like, yeah, going for it. He's going to be an instructor, actually. He's training as an instructor, which I just, I think is just gold. And, but the look of like, oh my God, everything, nothing underneath the mankini. It's pure, like, it's pure Wayne. <laughs> Oh, it was, I just think it's hilarious. It's, we just attract the most amazingly diverse, wonderful, out for a laugh people that are just, they're the best. Love them to bits. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. Great, isn't it? <laughs> just going back to the start of Rockfit, though, obviously, you know, we, we were saying how it's completely grown now. You Online classes, instructors all across the country. What was the original vision? Was it just, I want to do a couple of classes in my local area, see how it goes? It's pretty much, let's try and get some money to pay the rent. Um, <laughs> that was it initially. That was the extent of it. It was it was initially just to to earn, you know, some money again and just to see how it went, really. Adrian was paying the rent for like two years, the first two years. Um, I pay it now to pay him back. <laughs> so it's it's even evened out. But it's it was just, yeah, a couple of Plymouth classes. I would like to, to see them being quite big. It'd be great if it took off in Plymouth. That'd be fantastic. Um, and within like the space of three months, I was doing five a week that were all full. Um, and then they just got bigger and bigger. And pre-pandemic, I had to, up to 100 people in a class, which was insane. And I was like, and then I had a team of, before I knew it, I had a team of like seven, eight instructors here in Plymouth. We've got a team of 15 now. And some of them are supporting, some of them, you know, are up on stage. And it's just from there, We, I thought, oh, I'll do a little taster session in Bristol and I'll tweet about it. And I tweeted and, and a guy from BBC Radio Bristol saw it and came and interviewed me. And once that went up on their, their site, it all hell broke loose. It had like 825,000 views and about 4,000 comments. And th that's when I had I had to launch instructor training then because everyone was asking for it and people across the whole country. And my mind was just completely blown. And I said to Adrian, this could be bigger than just Plymouth. And he went, you yeah, know, no shit. <laughs> look, look at this. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> well, yeah, duh. <laughs> it didn't occur to me until that point that anybody else would be that interested. Um, but obviously I knew rock and metal was popular and I, I wondered, but that confirmed it for me really. And within the space of, you know, a couple of months, we'd put the training together because of being a former teacher, that was like, that was easy for me to do. And Adrian did all the graphics and yeah, brilliant. So then it just, skyrocketed from there really that is amazing yeah so cool and now you're in wales scotland all over england like absolutely nuts yeah. all over um, people, people from the uh, oh sorry uh, just to i just literally yesterday had a request from someone in finland asking to be an instructor so finland and germany like all the countries that are like proper into rock finland germany sweden um all going when can i train and i'm like going oh my god <laughs> 
think it's going to be global. Gone global. Yeah. Crazy, Beautiful. It? It's amazing. It's come such a long way. I'm really proud. Yeah. That'd be, I'm, I imagine now it will be black and death metal, though, won't it? Like, burdum, burdum, burdum. this was squats the entire time. There's nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and you have to dress up in like the weirdest shit, I imagine. <laughs> like Lordy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be Sweat up for that. Out. Squats. I'll rock out the train and doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, yeah, yeah, it was a corpse paint. Yeah, it'd be amazing. <laughs> nice. Chase, we've got a brand new look. What's going on? Um, <laughs> Love it. How do you how do you choreograph to rock and metal music? Because, like, obviously headbang is a thing, but how do you actually structure the um, the the sessions around it? That's a really interesting question. I've never asked that before. Um, Oh, my, there you go. My, yeah, see, my background, you've done your research. <laughs> my background yeah. um, is as a choreographer. I did my first degree in choreography, um, which is quite a unique thing. Everyone thinks, oh, dancing's easy, it's great. Putting choreography together is a hard thing to do. And making it simple when you've trained to be a dancer, you know, your general dance production will have hundreds of different sequences. They don't repeat gem- generally, it's much more complex. So simplifying it back down to be something that people can copy. It's very hard because I'm a little bit extra and I like to put a bit extra in there. People go, like, need to rein it in a little bit because I can't do a, a flying jump split. And I'm like, okay, let's just rein it in. That's not a move, but it should be. Oh, it definitely should be, yeah. <laughs> and it's um, but choreographing to rock and metal, it's it's a challenge because as you know, you know, the general fitness classes use mainstream music, you're looking at three minutes, maybe five minutes at a push. Rock and metal, you bring out, you know some six minute tracks or if it's Metallica, eight and a half minutes. And it's a lot of it's a lot of choreography, a lot of work to do. And you get drum solos thrown in, you get guitar riffs like going off. And it's not just verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Like music is often structured. If it's a pop song, guaranteed it's verse, chorus, verse, chorus, NSYNC classic. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's a challenge, but we break down the song. What I did, I break down the song into its component parts. So like the verse, the bridge, the chorus and make sure those parts repeat and then if there's a bit of a, a couple fancy instrumentals go off on one on those and then bring it back so it repeats um, and people can pick it up that way that's the theory anyway I still get moaned at people going can't pick that up I'm like just watch it first you'll get you'll get it it's part of the training it's, it's brain training and it's really good actually for preventing things like Alzheimer's remembering sequences is one of the main things that will help you prevent degenerative uh, okay, I can't say it, degenerative brain disease so that's a bonus as well. So always push that side of things to say it's difficult initially to pick up choreography, but you keep going with it. Your brain will make those connections and, you know, you'll be golden. It's good. What about if you get out of the bangers and people just want to headbang? Because obviously if people have their favourite songs, they'll be like, oh, this is amazing. Oh, shit, wait, hang on. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, fine. Man, I love it. Guitar, air guitar. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fine because there's no such thing as like going wrong. It's just accidental solos and we love those. That's fine. And uh, there's a guy that came to class, actually, and he had quite severe schizophrenia. And he would come in and he would air guitar all the way through, completely ignoring me, which I was fine with. But air guitar, headbang all the way through, cut to at the end, pay his fiver and go, really enjoyed that, see you next week. And it was just great. You know, he was there, he was moving, he was talking to people, and he was getting all the benefits. He wasn't doing anything near what I was doing, and that's absolutely fine. Um, but he was still getting the benefits of being in a room with people that, you know, love the same music. And he was going for it and he left absolutely sweaty, 
and it was great. So yeah, people come in and they don't do the steps. It's not a dance class where you've got to get the steps right. I'm not assessing you or anything. It's just, it's literally, if you go wrong, go with it. Make up your own, don't mind. Pick it up when you can, but just go off. Don't mind, it's all good. That's so cool. Fab, I'm going to work that guy. Oh yeah, I'm not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> But do you ever like, do you try and add things into like make the exercises and, and the dances themselves more rock? Or is, it, or is it just standard dancing or do you, do you sort of add, mix things up if that makes any sense whatsoever? It does. It does. That there, there is, there's more, I, for me, I find there's movements that are more rock. Um, so, for example, we've got, there's always been an issue with getting men to do dance, as it were. So a lot of the, a lot of the tracks are more punching kicking based lots of stamping lots of like really strong movements so we have some tracks for example a good example of that would be oh god slipknot some of the slipknot tracks we do like duality is a lot of like punching it's done in a circle which makes us like a cult but more on that later um back to the church again <laughs> and it's like punching kicking stamping like fist pumping there's a bit of air guitaring in there as well obviously it's obligatory you have to do that and there's some tracks that are complete sass that are very much like more body confidence based stuff. And I'm always thinking, what about the guys? They're going to feel awkward doing this. And most of them will absolutely go for it. And I'm like, holy shit, that man can move his hips. And I'm like, just so you know, fellas, women love a man that can dance. And, and they're like that. <laughs> so it's great. You have these expectations that the men can't move in a certain way. And they absolutely do. In fact, three of the guys, that started off doing rock fit online now three of them are becoming instructors and that just says speaks volumes to me because it's it's not just for women and wiggling it's like punching and thrashing and kicking and it just it varies depending on what track we're doing if it's something like um i think on the slinky ones black velvet black velvet like there's a cool down there's a little a bit of slinkiness in that there's always alternatives you don't have to do the hip wiggly bits we give you alternatives to do and you know if that makes you feel awkward but in a room full of other people that are egging you on to do it especially if it's women and there's like one guy and they're like good on dave um <laughs> it's like they'll play up to it and they'll like give it some and all like wolf whistling and like woo -woo, and they love it they absolutely love it don't let them tell you different and at download actually illustrates that really well because i think between 50 and 60 percent of the people at download were men and they did every single track and they looked absolutely immense doing it and they had a damn good time. They were smiling. They were sweating. It was great. And not once did I hear anyone say, that was a bit girly. Didn't happen at all. Because it, it's not. It's not geared at women. It's geared at people that love rock and metal, whatever, you know, regardless of gender. Absolutely. And you can't not sexy down to the Black Velvet. It's a sexy song. That's it. I mean, everyone's got their, even like even dudes have got their inner sex goddess. I'm, I've seen it in like live in action. Where they'll be like that, looking around, you know, a bit like, anyone watching? And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, hair flick. Oh. <laughs> and they love it. And they do get egged on by the women as well. It's And that's why I think the, the three guys that have become instructors are just so good because they don't give a shit who's watching and they will absolutely go for the, the slinky tracks and they can bring it for the, for the fierce, punchy, going to kill you a little bit tracks as well so that variation and, and range of, of stuff is really great about rock there's so many different you know there's some tracks that are slower that are more for stretching more slinky and there's some that you can absolutely just beast yourself to um one for example we do run to the hills by iron maiden which is one that absolutely kills me every time limp biscuit rolling is another one 
And we do, and it's on the verge of like rock, but we do Prodigy, Firestarter. And that one kills everyone as well. And I get that's not rock, that's not rock. I'm like, well, it's kind of punk. It's on the verge between dance and and rock and it's it's but it's a cultural thing isn't it it's played at all the rock clubs so we, we've adopted it <laughs> but like but those tracks you know they absolutely beast everybody so it doesn't matter if you're into the slinky stuff or if you're not we all kind of it's, it's very much an equalizer the the classes which i've found is a is a big strength for rock fit let's do rolling's easy anyway because it comes with its own dance moves built into the music video everyone knows that exactly <laughs> we've made it a bit harder mind you we've added more jumps and stuff into it so um, the chorus, that chorus part is there though. And everyone knows it. It's like culture, isn't it? It's like rock culture. So if there's a if there's a track that's got a routine to it, Bad Touch by, uh, oh my God, I've got no. Bloodhound Gang. Oh, that's it. It's just gone from my head. I love that track. There's a routine in that and we do it. And in fact, I did that in a monkey suit in one of our videos. And now I get asked every single bloody week for the monkey suit to come back. I'm like, guys, it's <laughs> July. I'm not wearing the monkey suit in a studio with lights to do that. Ask me again at Halloween, and they love it, and it's become a cultural thing now. So if you see people doing that, it's it means mammals. They call it mammals now. That song, and they're like, "Yep, <laughs> oh, it's a whole thing." Yeah. <laughs> How do you go about picking the songs? Will you hear a song and you're like, "I reckon I could come up with something to this," or will you have an idea for dance and then you go, "I need to find a song that matches this." And uh, what's the process? Oh, digging deep into the secrets of rock fit. Love it. Um, it's. It's both actually. Sometimes I hear a song and go, I have to choreograph that because that is immense and it'd be amazing. Um, and sometimes I will have an idea. So I'll have some sequences ready and I need to use these sequences in a song. I really like this sequence. And I'll find something that matches kind of the quality of the movement. So if it's like a an aggressive sequence, lots of punch and kicking, I'll look look for a more aggressive song. If it's like a slower, stretchier song. Um, I just choreographed Hotel California, and that's a very gentle, like stretch for the end of a class. And it's, yeah, it's like six and a half minutes. So in summer, you need a longer cool down because it's boiling. So it's just, it can it can work both ways. But some songs I hear, I heard um, last year, it was Blow. And it was Ice Nine Kills um, oh. and Eve Under Fire. And I just heard that song and went, that has to be a rock trick song because that just screams body confidence. And I, everyone loves that song. Ice Nine Kills as well. I'm absolutely huge fan of them. And yeah. at Halloween last year, I heard, uh, oh my God, what's that? It's just gone out of my head now talking to you. It's the one based on the American Psycho. Hip to be Hip scared. To be scared. Hip to be scared. That's it. And I was like, that has to have routine. It, it's just screaming squats at me. It's, it's very like serial killer based. So you've got lots of slicing the neck, lots of stabbing, and you've got lots of like axe throwing and stuff like that. And it's just a lot of the choreography will hint at the song. There'll be a bit of a running theme through it. Um, and people really enjoy that. It's really quite cathartic when you can go, oh, that move is, that's the axe bit in American Psycho when he shouts, hey, Paul, and he axes him to death. Yeah. And everyone goes, ah, yeah. that bit. And they just, they really get into it. They really get into it. So if you can make the choreography reflect the music, um, people really, really enjoy that. And I really enjoy that as well. It makes it so much more fun. That's really no, cool. that, There's that little 80s bit as well where he dances in the video before da, that. So good. That's freestyle. I'm like, freestyle, do your worst dad dancing. It's like Carlton, like <laughs> from Fresh Prince, everyone gets their Carlton on. And it's doing that at download is immense. Seeing everyone just all of a sudden like break out into like, I don't know what to do at the moment. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do the worst dancing I possibly can. And it was hilarious. <laughs> Always gives me such a, like a little happy seeing people do that. <laughs> That's funny. Do you have like different playlists 
Or is it the same thing every week? Different. All the time. Oh. Yeah. No mercy. Learn it. <laughs> Has there been any songs that you've wanted to work with but have not really come to fruition? I have got a Spotify playlist of about 200 songs that are on my to-do list. So, yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> it really depends on what specials we do that month because every month we have a different theme. So, for, last, for example, last year we had a Women of Rock slash Sophie Lancaster themed class. It's all Women of Rock. So we had Evanescence in there, Joan Jet. We had Within Temptation and you know all the, the really powerhouse, Lizzie Hale, all the really powerhouse women in that one. Um, then we'll have like grunge the next month. Uh, this month we have, it's the ultimate feel good. And next month is actually New Blood, which is really interesting because that's all new and rising bands. Um, so it's going to be bands that are kind of just up and coming and that want to work with us. So we can promote them, they can promote us. And they're really up for it. A lot of them are like, yes, please. And can you teach us a routine so we can do it on TikTok and things like that. So it does depend on what I'm doing at the time, but there's always songs on my to-do list. I've got, There's just so many songs. If you think about all the songs that you like, there's hundreds, hundreds and hundreds. And it's, I've got like the whole back catalogue of Corn because I'm a massive Corn fan. Um, and every time I hear a Corn song, I just want to dance to it, but I'm worried about ruining it. <laughs> I don't want to get <laughs> sick of Corn because I've choreographed to every single one of their songs. So I'm selective. Are there electric Callboy songs in there? Yes. Yeah. I've already done Pump It. Well, then pump it. That song, that song is rock fit. And in fact, I've been in touch with their management and said, you realise we're the UK's biggest rock and metal fitness class and you've got a song about exercise. You know, come on. And they weren't at download. They were at download this year. They weren't last year. Last year, if they'd been there, we would have flash mobbed it. Because I spoke to their management and said, this is amazing. We should collaborate. And he said, basically, we're not there this year. Um, so we're planning on actually when we can, getting to an electric cool boy gig and and I'll have hundreds there from across the UK, all in their like mankinis probably, um, moustaches, headbands, electric cool boy and pump it. And we've just done, I want to do techno train as well because I think that's oh. the best one. I love electric cool boy. I think they're brilliant. And we got the moves. I mean, these songs were made for Rockfit, surely. So it's just like, I think it'd be great to, to do more of their stuff. And they seem quite on board with it, which is nice. So yeah, I'm going to call them again. I thought they might be. Oh, oh, amazing, yeah, amazing, hyper hyper as well. Let's just get it in there. Just get everything. Let's do right. their whole catalogue. We die because their songs are really fast. We die happy, so it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just do like a special week to them or something. Oktoberfest because they're German, aren't they? Or I don't know. There's something like yeah. that. Like just do a special week to them. We we bring out some electric cool boy in our classes across the UK in January because everyone's like on a fitness kick in January after Christmas. <laughs> like pump it better comes out, um, and it's. I love the fact that they've got like a really kind of dancey edge. You're like, oh, it's a real good hook to their choruses. And all of a sudden it's like, Whoa! and you're like, yes. So you can do a dancey bit. You can do like real heavy squats and people by the end are like, I'm going to, I'm going to vomit. I'm going to vomit. But, I'm, but I love that track. <laughs> that happens every week. They're like, I'm going to puke. But that was amazing. Can we do it again next week? I'm like, yes, we can. <laughs> Which is great. That's the power of um, good music. Definitely. That's amazing. You, you just mentioned then how you got to do this at Download Festival. Was it 2019? Was it the first one? First one, yeah. Drownload and it rained for like four days solid. Um, That was really interesting. We had 80 people or so there, which was great. And it was all welly boots, but the the mud, we were in the, we were in the tent. It was supposed to be the beer tent. They switched the beer tent and the kind of like tent we were in. So it was on a hill. 
and all the mud slid in and it collapsed the stage. We were dancing on a stage that was wonky. And then there was loads of kind of, by the second night after the silent disco, there's loads of broken bottles in the in the mud. Security were like, just carry on. I'm like, no, 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 we can't. We can't dance on broken bottles. It's a health and safety hazard. And they wouldn't get us any straw the first time. We couldn't get any hold of any straw. So we had to cancel the second class, did the first one, canceled the second one, managed to save the third one just at the last minute. And um, so that was that was the first time we did it. That was quite an initiation of fire. But since then, I mean, last year we had about 120 each class. And this year it was about 300 each class. So it's growing oh. every single year. I know. I, I was like, and the funny thing was security guards, they said to me, these these big like security guys were like, you expecting 10, 15 people roughly? And I looked at the other instructors and they all laughed. I went, just a few more than that. And um, then, of course, all these people started pouring in. And the security are like that. This is a thing. I went, this is a thing. He said, look at the leggings. I went, I know, I know. <laughs> They've all got the leggings on. I said, do you not know about this? He went, no. And at the end of it, he was like, okay, that's amazing. That And, and we got security last year joining in. They were joining in. Oh. A guy called Neil, he was, there's a clip of Neil um, doing it. And he's an absolute legend. And he was rocking out and they didn't give a they didn't give a stuff that they were, you know, big guys dancing with everyone. They just went for it. And that's the whole spirit of festivals, isn't it? It's like rock community getting together, regardless of your, your background, your fitness level, your size, what you look like, everyone just jumps in and ha- has a great time. And, and it's it was great. And down was a really good place for that. Yeah. That's would it. you not would you not come to Bloodstock? Well, we're there this year. Oh man, I didn't even I didn't I haven't seen on the I didn't know. Did you not? Oh yes. Well, this year it's our first time at Bloodstock this year. Um, so I've got a team going. We've got uh Sam, Carly, Jenny, Alicia, and Tia. So we've got a team of five instructors going. They're gonna be in, and this was the sentence that that killed it for me, not killed it, but just made it just so much better. You're gonna be in the Viking battles area. And I was like, Viking battles? I want and I've got such FOMO because I can't go, but the team's going and they're there every morning, um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 10 15 in the arena. They're going to be doing rock fit. They're going to be getting you to do Viking rowing. They're going to be getting you to do um, like tracks by Megadeth, by, oh God, just so many, so many like bloodstock bands as well as, you know, regular rock and metal music. And it's going to be absolutely amazing. I, I can't wait. Well, we'll get involved then because we're going to be there. So we're we'll, going to be uh, there. Obviously, yeah. Go and see them. They will love it. <laughs> There'll be loads of dudes there as well because like uh, the response we had on the post when, um, the Bloodstock team announced it, the response was just insane. Like so many people saying, this is amazing. I've seen them at Download. I can't wait for this. About 800 people saying, so it could be huge. The sessions could be even bigger than Download potentially. Um, I, I just can't wait to see what happens. I, I can't go myself. So I'm like, I've got FOMO already, but the girls are going to take footage and they're going to send it back to me. I'll put it online and everything because it's going to be incredible. And I really can't wait. So excited to see how it turns out. That's amazing. And they're doing a, they're doing a black metal corpse paint day at Bloodstock this year. Could you imagine that? That crossover will be beautiful. That will be just... And the girls will do... The, the, our instructors are like the best. Um, they will literally rock up uh, in full paint. If if they if I say to them, oh, they've got a, like, you know, that, that kind of theme going on that day, they'll do it. They'll just... They're so game for a laugh, which makes them really nice. They're really realistic and personable, our instructors, which I think is really great because there's so many kind of fitness professionals that are focused on perfection and this is the perfect body and you've got to have abs our instructors are so realistic and so nice they'll they'll dress up you know i'm making an absolute tit of themselves it's very realistic if i like for example if we're if i'm filming an online video 
and I fall over, fart, sneeze, whatever, my top comes off, I'll leave that in because it's it's a lot of fun. It's realistic. It's not edited. And it just makes people realise that, you know, we're all on the same level. There's no kind of this going on. And, and it's, yeah, I think that bloodstock, which sounds like it's really that kind of environment, um, yeah. really supportive and really kind of group orientated is going to be just fantastic. It's, it's amazing. I can't wait. Really can't. I'm very excited about it. Where did the idea to do it at the music festivals come from? Did you approach them or did they approach you? Or <clears throat> initially, yeah, it was it was um it was me initially approaching download because I mean there's so many fitness conventions across the whole country, and again, I would be the goth kid in the corner, like that nobody really talks to. <laughs> like it doesn't it didn't feel right going after the fitness community. I thought they aren't my people, they're not my people. Um if there's a Venn diagram of fitness and rock and metal, it's it's the rock and metal and it's the bit in the middle that like fitness and rock and metal. But the fitness community is not really what I pursue. I want to be with people that are much like me, that have the same interests as me, that, that I can relate to. And, and that's where they are. They're at festivals, they're in the local community and things like that. None of us are, are rocking up to like these elite fitness <laughs> conventions and we're like, yeah, let's go there. Because a lot of us have walked the gym and gone fuck that that's really awkward I don't want to be in there it's a bit intimidating and like you walk you know everyone's done it you walked into a gym and there's, there's a guy there like that in the mirror and there's a woman that's like doing her makeup and doing Instagram and stuff you just go oh no this is awful I want to be around people that I've got something in common with rocking up in their band t-shirts and their leggings and just having the living their best life but not feeling intimidated and that's that's why I went after download really because I thought that's just the ultimate place be at festivals um, and promoting rock fit and it's yeah it was the, exactly the right thing to do definitely that's dreadful music in gyms Never isn't got... it just oh it, every metalhead go to gyms they're like earphones in the gym's yeah. like playing you know some awful like dance music and you're like that right time for some black sabbath it's gonna put that in and then to block out everyone else and it's it's good because our classes you don't have to do that the music is already already there and it's already awesome so that, that helps definitely amazing how do you um, train up your other instructors? Ah, well, they, we we go to a local church. Um, no, we don't go to a local <laughs> church. <laughs> <laughs> and we look uh, at the, the the book of Jesus and we say, "Praise you, praise God." <laughs> Funnily enough, there's this is this is related, but um, Rockford is affectionately affectionately called the cult now, um, because of all the interactions I've had with the church. <laughs> And um, and the <laughs> fact that we dance in circles, and the fact that um, we look like a cult, everyone's wearing like the Rockfit logo all over them, and I affectionately get called Red Leader, which is you know is really funny because it makes me sound like I'm a communist or something. Um, and they, <laughs> yeah, literally, so it's it's called the cult, and now like we're recruiting cult leaders. So our instructors, we call them cult leaders now because it's just just for shits and giggles, just to wind up the the uh, American evangelist. And they come in, basically, they say, you know, I want to be a fitness instructor, I want to instruct rock fit. And I say, you just need a level two fitness qualification. That's all you need. Um, and enthusiasm. And they they train up. It's a one-day training they come and do with us. And then after that, they are able to go and set up and teach classes, which is is good. So people have moved literally across the country and set up classes in different places, which is, is awesome. But I need more. I need more, more, more. Because I get requests for classes every single day. And... Um, not enough instructors. I've got about approaching a hundred instructors, 
and like thousands of requests for classes. So we're, we're training more actually in September. So there's always more instructors coming now, which is good. It means I get yelled at less. <laughs> Where's our class? Sorry. People think that I send them out like like an actual cult leader. You, my son, you are going to go to Leicester, Leicestershire and you're going to go to London. And it's like I keep them in a cupboard and just release them on the world. And that's not how it works. It's got to be someone in that area that trains up. And, you know, it's it's very competitive fitness. So sometimes people, you know, they're doing other things or it's going to be someone that loves the rock and metal, basically. We're much more of a niche thing than saying, you know, the other big classes out there. So they, it's easier for them to recruit instructors. Um, but at least I feel like our instructors, the ones that do it, really love it. And they do it because they love the community and because they love the music, which is the most important thing by far to me. So I'd rather have a smaller quantity of really dedicated people that love it than have just a mass of people that aren't really that bothered. So, yeah, quality, not quantity. Absolutely. But like you were saying about releasing them, fly, my pretty. You must go to Sunderland. But I'll never return. Exactly. Enjoy. Take care now. Bon voyage. <laughs> Have you seen that um that little gif from The Wizard of Oz? She goes, fly my prickies, kill, kill. That's the one I just post. Every time the new instructors have passed their courses, I'm like, that's what I post online. <laughs> fly my prickies. And uh, yeah, it's brilliant. It's They're, they're just they're the best people. They're, I absolutely love all of them. Yeah. That's amazing. I was a little bit sad I was looking on the uh, list of places and there's none in Birmingham. I was like, no. Oh, I know. Yes, I've, I've got a lady that's interested in becoming an instructor in Birmingham, and I'm thoroughly encouraging that because I get so many requests from Birmingham every single week that we need somebody there. Um, it'd be a brilliant place to have classes, definitely. So I'm working on it. Is, is the answer? But you don't need to go to a physical class because, as you were saying at the start of this, there is also the online option as well. So, yeah. what's the difference between the online and the in-person classes? Is it the exact same thing, just obviously not on a personal thing? Yeah, I mean, the difference is you can go to the loo whenever you want to, um, which is great, and you can you embarrass yourself a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, that said, I embarrass myself frequently, um, but it's it's basically yeah, the online is the same as the in-person classes. You do have options to do the thirty-minute extreme class, extreme cult, <laughs> extreme classes online. Which you can do, like people that are really busy, you know, you've got childcare issues, you can't get, you know, you're ill one day, um, you want to do a little bit of a workout at home because you're feeling a bit self-conscious, or you're someone that's got social anxiety and don't want to go to a class full of people. That's when online has really been brilliant. That's why the pandemic was so good at introducing that because we couldn't go out anywhere, and some people have gone. Do you know what? I actually prefer working out at home, where the toilet is just there. So if I need a wee, I can go. If I have a bit of an accident, I can go. And um, if the kids cry, I can pause. I can pause Hannah on the screen <laughs> and just like, and just stop for a bit. And I think it's yeah, so it's the same. It's exactly the same classes, but you've got options to, of muting me, which is great. My partner wishes he could mute me all the time. Um, he's huh? like, wish I could mute you. Sometimes you'll come in when we're filming. You've got that. <laughs> like you're a dickhead. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's it's basically the same class and um, the same format but just online, um, which makes it easier for some people to access because you know, various reasons like childcare and stuff. So yeah, same thing. Amazing. I did see there's like a few different like membership tiers. What can people expect if they if they sign up to Rockfit? Yes, good question, actually. Um, we have like a rookie rocker tier, which is um, <clears throat> people that want to try it out. It's like one class a week, but you can repeat that class as many times as you want throughout the whole month. We had a new class in each week for you. Now on Mondays they're released, so you end up end of the month you end up with four classes you can repeat for the whole month, um, 
and it's just like tenor. It's a tenor, so it's less than a takeaway. And it's if you play it a couple of times through, you've got your money's worth definitely because you know people, fitness classes in person cost like five pounds minimum per person, whereas a tenor for like four classes a month that you can replay is is a really good deal. And then if you want to do the, the second membership up, which is like mid level metaler. You get two classes a week, the, the full hour classes, plus a 30 minute um, extreme class, which is the 30 minute getting you very sweaty very quickly because you've got to run off and do your shopping or pick the kids up. Um, you can do it much quicker. And that's a bonus one you get on that level. We also do something called core, which is a rock fit core track, which is the on the floor stomach training, which is pretty hardcore. Um, that's optional. We add that in on all the levels as well. And something called rock fit resist now, which is the weights training because <laughs> Because everyone kept trying to add weights into Rockfit, like arm weights and weights that you hold. And I was like, please don't do that. You're going to kill the cat or something if you launch it across the room. Just don't add. It's too fast. Don't add it in. But people were determined to do that. So we've now got uh, myself and our instructor called Sam, who's in Nottingham, who's a powerlifter. She's an absolute babe. She's a powerlifter. And she does like resist tracks you can do to the rock and metal music, but it's based on strength training. So that's just one track that you replay and do it three times in a row, three times a week, and it builds up your muscle, which is really awesome. And then ultimate level was just like all singing, all dancing, £25 a month, and it's eight classes plus two extreme classes, plus the core, plus the resist, plus the access to the entire Rockfit back catalogue back to 2020, plus a 10% discount in the shop as well. So that is a really popular option for a lot of people. Um, and it's for me, it's not even about like the money. It's it sounds stupid to say if you're someone that, that does things for a job because it's always about the money for people. But it's I would do it for free if I could, <laughs> if I was able to, because I love it that much. And um, people really engage with it. And it's like you can come in on the ten pound level, you come in on the twenty five pound level. It makes no difference to me whatsoever. There's even a free class on YouTube you can try. It's an older class from like three or four years ago. But I say to people, don't sign up. Don't sign up if you're not sure. Don't sign up. Go and try that class first. I'm going to try a live class to see if you like that better. And then if you want to sign up, you can, but there's zero pressure whatsoever to, to ever sign up to, to anything. And I don't like things that, you know, like with phone contracts where it's like hidden small print, you must, you know, you've got to do this X, Y, Z to get out of the contract. It's literally, you can sign up one day, do it for a month, don't like it, cancel it. No, no strings, anything like that, um, which I think makes it quite unique because there's always, there's so many hidden strings with so many things isn't there and it's i made it so it's not like that definitely because i i'm just waffling now so i'm gonna shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> it's all about people and getting people moving whether that means it's online whether it's live whatever tier they're on um everyone's treated the same and it's about what you personally want whether you want two classes a week whether you want the extreme sessions whether you want the resist and the core tracks whether you just want to do one class a week but like, that's it for the week i'm happy done it's just it's made so it's something for everyone really that's amazing. We just take a minute. Yeah. You didn't need to look any of that up. You memorized all of that. That was amazing. The amount of times we interview people, like, oh, what is it again? Let me, let me just double check this. <laughs> right off the top of the edge. She knows her stuff. Love that. Oh, it's because I have to answer these questions. I have to answer questions about the tier memberships, like literally pretty much every day. So I copy and paste it now and go, mm -hmm, there we go. <laughs> so it's in there. It's ingrained. <laughs> How often do you come with new routines? Oh my gosh. Every month. Every month. Um, Previously, I've stitched myself right up and gone, let's do a new, completely new themed class. Let's do like, for example, oh, a goth rock class. Last year I did goth rock. And I was like, oh shit, I've got no goth rock songs. I have to choreograph 12 songs this month. And sometimes I do it in the space of a week. I have to choreograph, 
um, right down to the deadline, choreograph and learn and perform 12 new songs. I had like Room 57, I had The Cure, I had um, Sisters of Mercy, I did five minutes, it's Temple of Love, five minute song, Sisters of Mercy. And it, oh God, never again, never again will I ever do 13, 12 new songs in a month, stupid idea. But I say that every month and then I'll go, oh, new blood next month, uh, whoops, 13 new songs that I don't know from new bands that I'm not fully aware of. So I've had to listen a lot to the new songs, which is brilliant because they're amazing songs, but I've stitched myself up again for next month. But generally it's three, it's three, maximum three new ones a month, which is much more manageable. <laughs> but all the time, choreographing all the time. If I hear a song that I really like, like you said earlier, I'll go, sometimes it'll just come out. I'll go, that needs to, okay. And I'll just be dancing in the kitchen and go, oh shit, that's a new routine. Bingo, done. Okay, tick. Then I'll put that in class like the next day. Um, Delusion to Saviour was one. Um, that That's a, a nice slow track, a minute and a half. But I thought this has got squats written all over it. And now everyone loves it, but hates it as well because it's really evil. And they're like, oh man, can't believe. It's Slayer, yeah. Um, Delusion to Saviour by Slayer. And it's not slow squats. And it really, yeah. I thought when I heard that, they're going to love this. They're going to hate me but they're going to love it. And they and they did. And I put it in the next day, my Monday class, I teach one live class a week, put it in that one. And everyone went, oh, you absolute asshole. And I thought that's going in <laughs> next day. <laughs> so everyone online was like, you absolute asshole. But that's amazing. I love it. <laughs> looking there with like new songs you never heard before. I imagine it's easier to come up with something for songs you're familiar with because you know where it's going. You know the beat, yeah. you know how the song goes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it really is. Like some songs are so well ingrained that it give me any corn song and I'll be able to choreograph that because I know exactly what's coming next. Maybe not Twist. I can't sing that one. Um, Jonathan Davis is like so good at like ad-libbing and rapping and making all those amazing vocal like noises he makes. I could, that'd be a hard one to choreograph. But generally, especially if it's classic rock that we've all grown up with, like my, my parents and my sister played a bit of classic rock. Um, yeah, you know what's coming up next. If it's a brand new song, it's way more of a challenge. I mean, we just choreographed Slam Time. It's called Slam Time by a band called Pulverize, who are absolutely brilliant. They're amazing. And I heard the song and thought, oh, yeah, that's a great rock fit track. And I saw the girls, actually, and um, Vicky and Jojo, yeah, drummer and the lead singer, who were doing the Macarena to heavy metal um, on TikTok. And I was like, oh, my God, have you not heard of rock fit? This is what we do, literally. You need to come and find us. And they were like, oh, we're in a band. So we kind of collaborated and they came to our Manchester class, our Manchester instructor training. And we did um, the track first time there to their song, Slam Time, for everyone to do it. And they joined in and it was amazing. It was a really, really good collaboration. And it's going to be in next month's class. And it was just, it killed us all. We all just died. It was so hard. And they were like, oh my God, I love what you've done with it. But Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so all our instructors were like, that's going in our class next week. And they all learned it. And now it's across the whole country, them doing it. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That it's is good. incredible. Great band. They're a great band as well. Um, have you had any like mental moments where you've thought of choreography in the most ridiculous place? Oh my god, it's so funny you say that because yesterday I was on the toilet and I was like, yeah, oh, oh god, and, and I was like, yeah, okay. So Boston, more than a feeling, and I was I've been thinking about that song for a while, and I was like, it's because it's complete. It's, it's the toilet or it's the shower or it's when I'm walking because they're completely mindless things. You don't have to think about what you're doing hopefully <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a conscious thing you're just doing what you're doing having a bit of a wash or whatever and it just like it just it makes it I think it frees up a part of your mind just to be a bit creative and it'll, it'll go 
I'm like, oh, that's a really great move. Shit, I'm sat on the toilet. Okay, right, I need to, so I'll send myself, I'm like, right, voice notes. Right, you need to like double knee, double knee, slide forward, punch, punch, and try that to Boston's more than a feeling. And I have to send myself voice notes and then go and try it. <laughs> there's been situations where I've been walking up, um, walking up a hill on the way home and I'm like, and people have stopped and, and looked at me. I'm like, oh, I'm dancing in public. Okay, because I just want to try something out. And they just, I get such funny looks. And it just it happens at the most bizarre, bizarre times. But it's it's always really funny. And Adrian's like, in the toilet? I'm like, yeah. He said, you choreographed? I went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right, um, he's ready in five minutes. <laughs> I was just going to say, I've got this image of you, like, where we're sat on the toilet in the shower doing this dance. And you, you can just hear stomping on the floor. He's like, she's doing it again. <laughs> That's it. That's what it's like. I'm in the kitchen. I'm like, oh. Oh, because there's a, a big shiny wall in our kitchen. I can use it as like a mirror. And I'll be like, oh, yeah. And he's like, get out of the way. God's sake. And he's like, like moving around me with pans and stuff. It's his turn to cook. And he's like, for God's sake, you're like an actual hazard. Can you just go and dance in the front room, please? I'm like, but the floor is really shiny out here and I can spin better. He's like, oh, for God's sake. Just, yeah, he's used to it now. But random choreography at all times, day and night. Sometimes I'll get an idea in the middle of the night and go, oh. Need to voice message that, or I'll get up and try it. I've been choreographing it like two a.m. in the morning before because I couldn't get to sleep until I've got this idea out and recorded it, and then gone back to bed again. It's mad. It's absolutely mad. <laughs> That's Is it just you that comes up with all the choreo field? Does anyone else on your team help write them as well? Yes, I've now I've now got a small few people that help out with that, which is good because it's a, a lot to do, especially with Rockford growing so fast. Um, Hannah F down in Plymouth, another Hannah. She calls herself. The other Hannah. <laughs> she's like, I'm the other Hannah. Um, and she's really good at choreographing, like, the punchy, kicky. She's really good at doing the evil arm tracks. She's great at beasting classes. We've got Kate Williams, who is um, up country. She is really good. She's like a, a theatre, theatre dance person who loves rock and metal. So she's really good at, like, the flamboyant, over-the-top. She choreographed um, The Darkness, I believe in a thing called love, and it's just brilliant. I loved it. I was like, that's amazing. Um, and we have various instructors, basically. Carly Mulford, who's up in Rushton, is really good. She did Nickelback, and I was like, oh, Carly. I was like, you're trying to get me lynched? And she went, oh, no, but it's a really good song. I was like, okay, we'll put it in. And then everyone loved it. I was like, oh, okay. The Nickelback thing could go either way. Everyone loves Nickelback. Whether they, deny they are it. amazing. Yeah. I grew up with Nickelback. New metal era, again, like some of their songs, I'm just like, oh, it takes me right back. And I'm, I think for Valentine's Day next year, I want to do something in your mouth. I oh, know Carly did something in your mouth. Um, we've done Burn It to the Ground. Um, animal, I think it's Animal I want to do when Nickelback. That'd be a really good one for anti-Valentine's, which is like the sweary, sexy tracks we do. And it's, yeah, so it's, it's basically instructors, so they, if they get inspired to do a track, um, they'll send it to me and they'll go, can you have a look at this? And I'll go either say, yeah, that's I can use that for this or tweak that a little bit or... Um, or yeah, you can use that one in in your live classes. We can't put it online because music licensing, blah blah blah. And but yeah, I've got a small team that help out with it now, and they're really good. They're getting really good at, at choreographing. Sam, obviously, Sam who does the powerlifting choreographs, all the the resist tracks, and she's it's playing to everyone's strengths. So Kate, obviously, you know, theatre major, brilliant at the flamboyant stuff. <clears throat> Hannah's great at the the beasting. I do a bit of everything, bit of bit of sass. Um, and yeah, it's a really good team we've got now, and it helps because I can't do certain tracks by myself. <laughs> it's too busy now. It's it's like you pick. It's like you break my mind. Then I was just going to say because you post recorded like this and posted. Do you ever have issues with music licensing? 
Oh God, all the time, <clears throat> all the time. So you have to go through a whole process to license music. And it's, it's a nightmare during the pandemic. It was 150 pounds to license music for six months. Nice and easy across the board. Since that, since the pandemic stopped, that's all been revoked. So you have to go to individual record companies about individual artists, individual songs. So those record companies hold the licensing and sometimes it's the publishers. So you get battered about back and forth. So a lot of the time, it's just a, a, a case of playing catch up. And that's why it's good working with new artists as well, because they don't tend to want up to 2000 pounds per song. Dang. What? Mm, yeah, some of them, some of them. And um, so I'm, I'm, I'm now trying to incorporate more new artists because people need to hear some new music as well. And obviously it's a great relationship we have with them. They'll say, look, you can use that song, but can you give us a bit of promotion? Can you put a post up about us on your page? And some record companies are really good actually. They're going, we'll give you a bundle of these songs. Um, if you do a post about this band and this band that we're trying to promote, yeah, that's great. So it's about working with record companies um, and being selective about what songs we use because some are just very, very expensive. And obviously we're a smaller company so we have to kind of pace ourselves a little bit is is what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I never really thought about that until when, I was, when you said it then. I was like, yeah, it's a good point because you're obviously using these tracks on video and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's in live classes, you've got PRS and PPL um, and that's done. You pay that. And our instructors across the UK have to pay that themselves. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's a whole minefield. And I think people are still trying to work it out now because after the pandemic, loads of teaching online, um, and fitness companies are actually trying to work out ways to get different licensing. There's there's one fitness company that has got a license with a certain record company, so you can you can pay a certain amount a month for that. And there's there's various things going on, but it's very much in the beginning stages, and it's it's an extremely frustrating thing at the moment music licensing because when you've got three hundred songs that you can use in your live classes, but you can't use them online because the licensing isn't sorted out. People are going, why have you used this song? Why have you used that song? You're like, because I need. To try and get it licensed um it's an app it takes up so much time it'd be so much i need another one of me just to deal with that so but um i really do believe in supporting artists and i'm really passionate about that so um bringing in new artists and new music is something that i'm really looking forward to doing more of as well as having the more established bands there not just because they're less expensive which is nice but also because there's some great new music out there that needs to be heard needs to be heard and it's great for us to be able to put them out in our live classes and, and online as well and to have that partnership where we're promoting them, they're promoting us. And it just, it works beautifully. And it's, I've had, a, I've had about 500 bands contact me the last month because they knew we're wow. doing a, a new blood special next month about new bands, new artists. And so many want to be featured because it's hard, isn't it? As a musician, as a band to get noticed, it's really, really tough. And if we can help them to do that, then that's, I think that's the future where we're going with Rockfit is to promote more new music, new artists alongside more established ones, definitely. Amazing. Right. That is incredible. I mean, I was going to suggest Blue One Eight Two's Dark Side because that whole dance music video is just Fortnite <laughs> dancers, isn't it? Oh, what the, which one's that? Blink One Eight Two's Dark Side. Oh, I love Blink One Eight Two. Yeah, love them. That whole <laughs> video for Dark Side is just Fortnite dancing. <laughs> uh, so that would have been pretty fucking sick. But licensing obviously must be a bitch. So oh, it is a real bitch. It's a, an absolute pain. It's an ongoing process all the time trying to get things licensed. Um. Yeah, Fortnite, that's oh, that's another thing. Like people keep asking me for Rockfit kids classes as well, because kids love to dance. You know, Fortnite as well has brought up loads of different little dance. And I pull out some dance moves every now and again and someone will go, well, That looks like that move from Fortnite. And it's it'd just be a really good thing to have like a little kids class, I think. So like like Joe Wick's 
Joe Wicks <laughs> did during the <laughs> pandemic with like kids PE classes, which was genius. And um, I got lots of parents asking for rock bit for kids as well. So like I'm probably gonna do like a 15 minute kids class. Parents can go tie them out for me. That's brilliant. <laughs> That'd be great. Blink like two, love them. So yeah. <laughs> That is amazing. And before we start wrapping this up, which has been absolutely amazing, what does the future for Rockfit look like? Is there anything upcoming that you can talk about? Ooh, well, besides total global domination, um, oh, of course, obviously, uh, there's there's a lot coming up. There's an awful lot coming up. Um, we're putting our training online, our instructor training, so that can be accessed across the whole of the UK. Because I have to currently go and train people in certain areas in Manchester, London, etc., Plymouth. People have to travel down, and it's we're going to put our training online so our instructors can just train anywhere in the UK, and that should increase the cult significantly, which is nice. Um, <laughs> we're gonna, I'm going to become an ordained pastor of the the Church of Rockfit. Um, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but I'm going to. Uh, I'm looking at, shall we say, next year. There's a certain country or two that are on my hit list in terms of spreading rock fit there you're in, in europe ones that have got very heavy rock and metal followings that i'm going to to try and get my first instructors there going that'd be brilliant so i'm learning um i'm learning german for example um to see if we can take it there because obviously bands like rammstein huge metal following um it'd be great to get some classes in germany and funny story quite before, before i go uh there's a there's a dance fitness class in Germany who shall remain nameless that once said we are the only rock and metal dance fitness class they came onto my page and this is like five six years ago and they were like we're the only rock and metal heavy you know heavy fitness class I went well you're not because here we are hello welcome <laughs> we're coming to the UK <laughs> this is we're here we are <laughs> we're coming to the UK we're going to train instructors and I went well that's fine there's there's room for more than one and it's it's always really funny because um the lady that runs it, she was a typical German stereotype. She wears like big metal boots and it's very stompy. And it's, and it's, uh, I don't know, just the way she interacts with me online is very funny. So <laughs> just like, if I go to Germany, I'm like, yeah, dance off. Yeah, she'd be like, German dance off, darling. <laughs> It'd be amazing. And I think, you know, I've I've never got anything against other companies that are trying to do the same thing as us. I'm, I'm too busy focusing on what we're doing to focus on what anyone else is doing. But she had a real bee in her bonnet about the fact that we, you know, dance to the same music type thing. And she does all this headbanging to it. And like, oh, you can't do that. As a fitness instructor, you can't get people to headbang. You, you, you've woken up after a gig and gone, oh, my God, my neck is killing me. <laughs> you can't do it in a fitness class. I'm like, we mosh from the core, everyone. Mosh from the core. Um, but, yeah, I think Germany... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think Germany would be a great place to have Rockfit. So my partner and I, we've been talking about going over there and scoping it out and seeing you know where we start, really. So that's very exciting. And America asks all the time, like every single day, Americans going, when is it coming over here? Like when I can afford to get an American attorney and license the music, because the licensing is the thing with the US. So yeah, it's a pain, it really is. So record companies, please sort your licensing out. I'm begging you. <laughs> last thing from me before i hand over to my wonderful co-host there also we mentioned earlier we're going to be at bloodstock i post all sorts of stuff in the bloodstock groups because the, with the foundation and whatnot so i want I'm, I'm going to ask you now i'm going to put this video i'm going to cut this and i'm going to put it in the bloodstock groups appeal to those hungover metalheads at bloodstock and convince them to come along and sit and strut their funky stuff every morning 
You don't have to convince metalheads to come and dance at a festival. They're going to be doing it anyway. And this is literally just your warm up. You know, you can handle some like Viking rowing. You can handle a 45 minute session. It's going to be geared towards people at a festival. So if you are hungover, they're not going to make you puke. We promise. The instructors are very well trained. Um, you're going to be getting your muscles nice and warm. In fact, it helps you sweat out your hangover. So you might stink of vodka a little bit. But hey, part of a festival, it's going to help you to feel energized, to feel limber, fit for the pit, ready to go. And in fact, everyone at Download, oh, sorry, I didn't say Download. When I said that in Bloodstock, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but everyone at the festivals we've been at basically have said that it's been a great warm up. They felt energized all day as opposed to feeling tired. Because a lot of people say, I'm going to be knackered, ready for the festival if I do fitness in the morning. Quite the opposite. You're going to feel energized, motivated, ready to go, and just pumped for the whole day. And you get to do really cool stuff like biking, rowing in a massive group of people. Um, and it's just like, rock fit, just fits bloodstock so well in terms of its ethos. Just come and have a go. And if not, no pressure. Come and watch if you want to. If you want to just watch where you get involved, that's fine. We don't take ourselves too seriously whatsoever. So if you want to have a really good time, have a really good day, and make sure you find for walking, all that walking at festivals. And, you know, all the jumping around in the mosh pits, you need a warm up and we're here for it. We're here for it. Definitely. Fucking love it. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. Mr. Stevens, any final questions for our wonderful guest? I've got two. Okay. Firstly, have you ever blended or remixed songs for Rockfit? No, um, no, I haven't. Purely because um, when I back in the early days when I started it, I had a, a lady that said to me, oh, you need to make this song. And she did a remix and made like Def Leppard's Pour Some Sugar really fast. I said, you've made it into a dance track. So I'm a little bit of like, in the same spirit of, you know, Harry Potter, bit of a bit of a pure blood. <laughs> like, like, don't touch my tracks. We'll leave them as they are. But actually, if it was just a, purely a case of having the one fade into the next, like DJ mixing them in, that would be pretty amazing. It'd be hardcore, mind you without any breaks <laughs> but it'd be really interesting to do that at some point but it's yeah generally we don't touch the tracks at all okay no fair enough but finally when you first had this vision this idea that you wanted to create rock fit did you ever think this way you'd be today absolutely not this is every, every day something new something amazing and surprising happens so it's just, it's been such a roller coaster. And everyone says that and it sounds so cliche, but it's very, very true. You know, when I started one class in a basement in Plymouth, freezing cold in the middle of January, I didn't think for a minute there'd be classes all over the UK, let alone people asking for classes all over the world. And I thought, you know, if I have 30 people in a class, that's great. 100 people in a class, that was just unheard of. And then to be at Download last month with 300 people there, I had a little bit of a moment with, and, and watching my instructors and, and a team of, I had about 20 instructors at Download and they all came to be part of Rockfit. They said, the festival is secondary. I want to be there for Rockfit. And they're so dedicated. I just watched them and looked out at the crowd. And I was like, I'm having a bit of a moment here. This is crazy. It really hit me just how big it's getting. Um, and why people call it the cult. <laughs> because it's it's just been, it grows so quickly and it's just got such a lovely community around it, which is, which is amazing. And Half things I say now, which is going to be great for this podcast, half things I say end up on T-shirts because it's always a surprise to me what comes out of my mouth. And my my instructor's like, that needs to be a T-shirt, definitely. <laughs> and now it's on our merch. And it's little things like that that we go, oh, my God, this is just absolutely surreal, really surreal. And then people that have met online coming up to you in real life and throwing their arms around you and going, you've, you've saved my life. And me going, 
what? And they're saying, you know, I had diabetes or I couldn't walk. One lady had two, walked with two canes and now she can walk without any. Um, I'm not saying I'm Jesus. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> just That's why the churches hate you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take notice, the church. Um, no, it's, it's not pure for everyone by any means, but for some people it makes a real difference to their lives. Giving them people that they can talk to, people that are isolated normally that don't, you know, we're the, we're the odd kids, we're the misfits, a lot of us, and we don't really fit in sometimes in mainstream society. So, um, like that quote in Bohemian Rhapsody, we've seen Bohemian Rhapsody, the, the film, and Freddie Mercury says in it, you know, we're the misfits playing to the other misfits. And that's exactly what Rockford is. It's a bunch of misfits dancing with a whole load of other misfits and just loving it. So when I see people that it's had a real impact on that have, you know, made reverse their diabetes, for example, a lady contacted me a couple of weeks ago saying, because she's lost so much weight, She's no longer pre-diabetic, which is amazing. And they just they'll just sob on me. Some people will just sob on me and go, it's it's changed my life. And a friend of mine in Plymouth, um, she's trans and she started class extreme. She won't me telling you this because she's she's always my example at training, the people that have made me cry. And she started my first one of my first classes at the back of the class, visibly shaking because she was so nervous because trans people have such a hard time um, generally in society. And she came again the next week. And throughout classes, she's moved closer to the front, then to the side. Now she's every single class, she's front and centre. Um, and she's off all of her medication for anxiety and depression. She's no longer self-harming. Um, and she said, she said, you can quote me, she said, Rockfit has saved my life. And every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, don't say it, Bex, don't say it. <laughs> she, says, she tells me this all the time. I'm mean, use her as an example in training because she's someone that it's really made a difference for. Um, and that's when it becomes really surreal. Something, just me dancing in my studio or me dancing in a room with other people has made that much a difference to someone's life is is completely surreal and it's made me want to get up in the morning i get up at 5 a.m every morning now whereas a teacher i used to have to drag my ass out of bed at 8 a.m but i'm so excited for every new day now i'm up ready to go what's going to happen because every day something something new and exciting happens you know i could be i could be halfway across the world next week promoting rock but doing something different or i could be you know, on stage at Downland for three, 300 people or warming up a crowd of 5,000 like it was a couple of years ago. And it's it's surreal. It really is surreal. So I didn't imagine for a second that's what that's what happened. But, you know, it's just taken over. And to end on, we look at that principle of yours back in the day and go, oh, yeah, look, Oscar. Oh, yeah. Look at her now, motherfucker. <laughs> That's it. Things that are, that seem hard at the time, and again, it sounds cliche. Things that seem really hard at the time are often the making of you. And if people can just get through, I've watched another one of your podcasts with um, a very lovely lady who did film. I've forgotten her name now, um, but she said the same thing. And it's like adversity and things that are hard seem awful at the time. But if you can just get Thanks through Elizabeth. those, that's it. Yeah, she was brilliant yeah. and such similar ethos to me. And um, she said, you know, if you can get through those hard times, there's always something good on the other side of it, and there really is. At the time, that was the worst thing could have happened to me. My whole career, what I thought was going to be my career for the next 40 years, just came crumbling in. And I thought, I'm done. That's it. And this is the best thing that ever happened. Absolutely. It's like those breakups that everyone's had. You go, oh, the love, love of my life. Oh, I'll never get over it. And you're like, oh, who? Oh, God, that that douchebag. Oh. <laughs> 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 that's it, basically. Adversity, you know, breeds success. Um, and don't be afraid of things going wrong because there's always there's always... Something better on the other end of it, basically. Yeah, definitely. And I think the important thing to take away from this, Hannah, is none of this would have happened as well if you hadn't had that drive, that determination and that passion 
to do this. And it's beautiful to see because whenever you you spoke about this for this entire time, you've been beaming with pride whenever you spoke about oh, it. And absolutely. that is amazing to see. And you should be so proud of what you've achieved, especially like you're saying now with that, that lovely trans girl there who's, you've saved her life. And that's not me saying that. She said that herself. She and said that. You've managed to do that is absolutely incredible just by following your heart and following your passion. So fucking fair play to you. Thank you. Just being a general dickhead is what it is. Just, just <laughs> throw myself around doing what I enjoy. If, and if people connect to that, it's the same with you guys. If you you just do what you do, people connect to that. And that's amazing. People don't, that's fine. But it's about doing it for the people that really connect, isn't it? And that's how you find your tribe of people that, um, your cult. <laughs> that's how you find your cult, people that um, connect with you. And that's, that's who you do it for. It's really important, I think, definitely. Yeah. You're making a difference. So it's great that podcasts like this are out there as well. Especially, I love the fact you've got Sophie in the background there because that's hugely important to all of us in the rock community, isn't it? And to have have those places and those podcasts and those people in the public eye that are that are repping being an individual and being accepted and not to give a shit about anyone else says about you, that's really important, absolutely. It really is. Like We interviewed Sylvia, Sophie's mom, on this show a while. Oh. That's where it all started for us because we spoke to that woman we were just like, this charity is so important, so close to our hearts. We were treated differently because of the music we listen to, the way we dress and whatnot. Yeah. So, you know, okay, I haven't got long hair anymore and I don't wear giant new rock boots. And when I look at it now, I don't know how I wore them then. But <laughs> like, if I don't do that anymore, but regardless, I'm still a little Grebo goth kid in my heart and I always oh, will totally. be. Yeah. I, have, I have to respect and look after my people. That's it. And I think that's what we, how we all feel, isn't it? And I think for me, Rockfit is is how I do that. And this is how you guys do that. And it's um, it makes a difference. So whenever you have a bad day yourself, you've had shit to deal with in your personal life. You just have to think about I'm getting up for other people. I'm making I'm doing what I do for other people as well as myself. And it's making a difference. And there's people that do things for money. And that's fine. People that do jobs because it has some meaning to it. And for me, that's much more important. And it obviously is for you as well. So yeah, kudos on doing that. It's amazing. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank so you. This has been absolutely amazing, Hannah. Thank you so much for sitting and chatting with us. Thanks for having me. It's been brilliant. I love we're on the same wavelength. I've done, I've done inter interviews before and people are very kind of stoic. That doesn't work for me. <laughs> Got to have a laugh, haven't you? That's the whole thing. Yeah, it's brilliant. Thank you. One last thing. One last thing before you go. Any plugs, social medias, anything you want people to go and check out? Oh, um, best thing you could do i think if they want to connect with rockfit is to find us on facebook there's a rockfit uk online facebook group that is our hub that where all things rockfit are whether you want the merch they want just conversations or to find out more that's the best place to come wonderful thank you so much hannah this has been absolutely amazing like, i really really enjoyed it and i wish you all the best the rest of your evening and all the best thank with rockfit you. going forward you guys too this has been the best podcast ever amazing i've had such a good laugh Oh, you. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. <All right. laughs> Best podcast ever, Hannah Hawking. I'm going to wear that everywhere. Definitely. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's been really good fun. Really good fun. It's such I'm a laugh. Really it's nice that I think to worry about swearing as well, because occasionally I let one drop, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so it's great. Like I said. Relax. Yeah, I know. Like I said in the email, as long as we're not celebrating the Nazis, we're all good. <laughs> so, yeah. Or I say cult. That's not what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no! It's all good. It's all good. We're all good. But seriously, Brilliant. thank you. Really, thank really you. enjoyed this. And uh, yeah, we look we look forward to seeing your girls at um, your instructors at Bloodstock. 
they'll be there they'll be there with bells on they're, they're absolutely loving it they're raring to go yeah i'll tell them to look oh, out right. for you amazing yeah well we'll definitely be there so yeah oh, brilliant <laughs> yeah go and say hi we shall thank you so much Hannah. look after yourself have a great thank evening, you right? thanks guys see you <laughs> later cheers bye what an absolutely incredible interview. Hannah was amazing to talk to. Rockfit is amazing to see. And it was great to see people doing it at Bloodstock. Unfortunately, we couldn't take part because we had prior commitments, but it was incredible to see everyone there doing it. Yeah, Hannah, thank you so much again for taking the time to sit and chat to us. It was absolutely superb. Um, I think everybody smashed it uh, at Bloodstock Festival. Like Jamie said, we, we just couldn't get involved. We were just absolutely slammed. Um, so, but don't worry, we will join in again soon. Hopefully, maybe, potentially. Do we want to get sweaty at a festival before we get started? Who knows? Um, <laughs> but we really, really hope that you guys enjoyed listening to it as much as we did recording it. Welcome to the 97th edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. Hi, Jamie. How are you? I am very well, my friend. I'm very well. How are you? How are you? I'm actually, why are you, why, I love it. I love that you always ask me twice and you always do it in a cadence. You always, I, it's never just, how you doing? It's always like, how are you? How are you? How are you? I like to mix it up a bit, right? Mix it up? Oh, that's no mixing. Anyway, <laughs> do you know what I'd really like to do? I'd love to go on a game show and really fuck with it. I would love to go on a game show and do another game show on it. Do you know what I mean? So I'd love to go like on... Go on the chase, for example, and shout bank every time I get a question right. Do you know what I mean? How amazing would that be? Or would Bradley Walsh go, what? Like, bank. I don't want to be the weakest link. Do you know what I mean? Or try and, or try and vote somebody off on catchphrase. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> red. Get rid of red. I don't like red. Um, it's the chips. Get him gone. Or, you know, bullseye with the darts. Yes. So don't throw us go, I'll have an F, please, Bob. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Chaos that would ensue. It'd be great, wouldn't it? They'd be like, just get out. 14 to 1. Where's the wheel? I want to spin it. What's it, 15? Um, can I solve the puzzle? Whatever it is. Can I solve the puzzle, please? <laughs> the puzzle that's is... Not, that's not... What fucking show do you think you're on, mate? Because I don't know what you're on about. It'd be the most... I was just thinking about it last night. I was like, that would be absolutely amazing. Especially the chase one. <laughs> I'd love to go. Bank. Um, it's not. That's not right. Just do a different game show for each one. It'd be amazing. It'd be so cool. We should be playing great mind games with the chaser. We'd be proper fucking them up so they get the questions wrong. Strategy. Or you take an adult game show into a kids one. <laughs> or a kids one into the adult one. That'd be great. <laughs> Stop gunging Bradley Walsh. Yeah, this is not the part where you fall into a nice pit of gunge here, Brad. That would be absolutely... Or slime, whatever the fuck it is now. Can't call it gunge anymore, can they? I don't know. I don't know, can they? Was it called gunge before? I think so. Was it? I I don't know. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it's called slime now. I always wanted it to happen to me, but I don't know what it can't be called. Yeah, why is that? I don't know. (laughs) Apparently it's... I did as well. I was like, I'd love to have that slide and get your own back and fall to the pit of guns. Yes. It like, looks so much fun. Do you know what do you know what game show I've always, always, always wanted to do when I was younger? Funhouse. Yes. I always wanted to go in that in that. It just looks amazing. I want to go on the go-karts and I wanted to run through that house. That's what it just looked amazing. Funhouse and Finders Keepers always wanted to do those. Oh, with Neil Buchanan. What a throwback that is. <laughs> yes, oh, Finders Keepers. Keepers. 
Finest Keepers was great. And obviously, you would always scream at the TV because you could see where that fucking thing was I was looking for. And they never found it. And you're going, it's out of the fucking bed, you stupid prick. And they never looked under the bed ever. You're like, what are you doing? It's in the toilet. Look under the fucking toilet. <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> what a show. I know we'll talk about it shortly because obviously we went to the Bloodstock Festival. But I find, Jamie, that I've got a superpower. Okay. It's a really, really shit superpower. Okay. And it, it came into action again today. So um, out of all the superpowers in the world, Jamie, do you know what I got given? Go on. Being able to wake up before my alarm, before a big event or place I had to be. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's always like two minutes before. It's never like five hours earlier. It's always just before it goes off. And it's like, because, you know, you don't want to wake <laughs> the person next to you or whatever, and you just go... My alarm, and then you always you late. You go, ah, I have arisen before <laughs> your alarm. I have beaten you again. They call me punctual man because I'm always on time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I either arrive early or on time. I am, I am never late, man. I love how superheroes back in the day always had man or woman at the end. I know it's quite weird, and when they didn't, it just felt odd, like. Surely there should be something yeah. there. Obviously, this day and age now, you definitely can't do that with obviously LGBTQ and the gender fluidity, gender fluidity and all that sort of stuff. So now, obviously, it can't be done at all because obviously people are whoever they want to be and whatever they want to be, etc. But that's right. Spider, man, spider, woman, iron, woman, <laughs> she, Hulk. They can't really have the Flash man, can they? Just be a bit... I think we'll keep the man bit off that one. <laughs> yeah. Bat, girl, bat, man. <laughs> then weirdly, Robin. Yeah. I said Robin man does sound a bit weird. The Robinator. Man, that sounds, makes him sound like a criminal. <laughs> it does a bit. <laughs> yeah. What if like, no, his side hustle is um, night, night something. Night, night. Night no, Thank you. That's him again, isn't it? Yes, it is Robin. Well done, you. Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm impressed. Jamie got impressed and sucked all the dicks. Um, <laughs> Sorry, sir. I know I don't know you, but Tom impressed me with his Batman knowledge. So this has to be done. <laughs> Please come here. Present, present it. <laughs> so, other than you sucking all the dicks. Of I found this tongue twister, but I don't know how to read it properly. So I could really fuck this up. Well, All it right. is a tongue twister, so probably. It sucks when I read red as read and not red. So I have to reread red as <laughs> so, <laughs> as red can so I can read red correctly and it can make sense. I really fucked up. No, say it fast. <laughs> oh, are you ready? <laughs> it sucks when I read red as read and not as red. So I have to reread red as red so I can reread record. Ah, oh, I got that right at the end. <laughs> it's really hard. I'm going to send it to you so you can put it up. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it'd be a little bit of comedy, a bit of fun. Jamie, how are you doing, my friend? How's things? What's been going on with yourself, with your bad self? <laughs> my bad self. No, uh, yeah, I've been I've been good. It's, I've done one shift back at work, which has kind of sucked. But other than that, it's been 
all right. I was just so tired, like so unbelievably tired. And like we were after trees and Bloodstyle Astro sat in there. like, don't want to be here. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I want to be back in the field interviewing band like I should be. <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh... Yeah, we as Jamie's just alluded to, we've just got back from the Bloodstock Festival and we're feeling a bit like, oh, yeah, reality. Fuck that show. Who wants to do a real job? Like, real people. Boo. Pretty much. Yeah. I'd love I'd love to go back. I'd love to just... When I left on the Sunday afternoon, I was like, I just shouldn't be leaving now. This is... No, this is wrong. This is so wrong. Because obviously I had to get up and go to fucking bath at eight in the morning on Monday for a yeah. new job. So it's just like, no, I don't want to leave. But... I just want to give a massive shout out to Vicky, Adam, and Rachel, the uh, Kirsten and Michelle, just for, ha- for having us because it was just unbelievable, man. Like it was, it was literally, I think, the best weekend we've ever had. Absolutely, some absolutely lovely comments while we were there. Since we've come back from the bands we spoke to, my heart has been all of a flutter. You could say it's been absolutely incredible. But like you said, we've been to Bloodstock. After you left, I got to hang around my mom and my sister and Tony, which was great as well. Just spend some time with them. And my mom did really make me laugh, and I had to bring this to the show. She was talking about her friend Skinner. I've never met Skinner, but she was talking about her friend and something he said, and I thought it was brilliant because it's so true. Apparently he was saying, when a blind person is out with their guide dogs and they do a poo, who picks up the poo? They obviously would smell it, I guess. Let's just put a bag on their hand and sort of aim and hope for the best. Right. Oh, I don't really know, to be honest with you, because it's not something I think about. Neither did I until then. And now it's all I can think about. <laughs> I, I really... I, oh, I'm a weird person. I, I, was, I was about to say I kind of want to follow a blind person while they're walking their dog and see what happens, but I, I don't want to do that. It's a bit stalking. I can't believe you just said that out loud on the show <laughs> I know. as well. I was thinking it. I was like, should I say this? Ah, fuck it. I'm half committed now. Let's go. Any partially sighted or blind people <laughs> listen to this show, don't just fucking just don't come out. Just stay in the house. Jamie be lurking. I don't know. I imagine <laughs> someone does it for them. I imagine they have a carer or somebody with them that maybe does it for the dog mm. or something like that. I would imagine. I wouldn't. I don't think that the, a blind person would walk their dog personally. Um, maybe they do. I don't know. I'd, I I would imagine they'd go through sense of smell. Is what I would. Is what I would say. Is that's you know, and from a logical standpoint, I imagine they would just try and sniff it out. If they don't, and they do leave it because obviously they can't see it. Do you reckon any one of those people? You know, everyone has to have an opinion. Well, like, excuse me, what do you think? Or don't leaving your dog's poo there? Do you reckon anyone's actually full felt gone and had a go at them until they turn around and they got a stick? And they're like, ah. I imagine people are wankers, mate. So I would imagine someone has done that. Yeah, it's I would absolutely say so. That's a hundred percent happened. A hundred percent. Don't it. But yeah, other than being back at work, uh, I had another driving lesson, which is still going well, still enjoying this. Um, I had my wedding anniversary last week. Congratulations. Um, Thank you very much. We went to a spa for the day. Got to have a massage for the first time in my life, which was nice. I enjoyed it. I I don't know. You hesitated. You hesitated. I did it. No, I did enjoy it, but I was like, I expected it to be longer. I expected to walk out and be like, ah, oh, I feel refreshed. I feel good. Every part of me feels smooth and silky. And I was like, I don't feel that, but it was nice. I did enjoy it. I don't know. If you don't mind my asking, where'd you go? Uh, we went to a Bannertines spa. Yeah, so that's exactly awkward. where I went. Yeah. So it's like yeah. retail-y. It's just very, yeah. yeah. Maybe if I'd gone to some, like, I don't know, 
sensual spa. It's got lots of candles and oils as you walk through the door. Maybe it would have been different. I don't know. But no, it was very nice. It was just a nice day. We like got there, left our phones in the lockers and whatnot. And we just had a nice day, just ignoring the world and relaxing. And Holy shit. Yeah. And I tell you what, I didn't realise how much I struggled to relax. Like just switch my brain off because I was sat there like, I should relax now. Stop thinking about things, Jamie. You should be relaxing. Yes, yeah, stop thinking about it. Why am I thinking about the fact that I'm thinking about things? Ah! Yeah, I, I can't relax. I don't know what it is. I just can't relax. I suck at relaxing, which is a weird thing to say. But I'm sorry yeah. to hear that, Ryan. I'm sorry to hear that. But yeah, it's fine. It's something I'm working on. But yeah, after that, we went and had food. food I'll try that one again. Food at Las Iguanas. I fucking love me some Las Iguanas. So it was very, very nice. And then we just had a quiet night home with some, watched a film, had some booze. Yeah, nice quiet evening. I'd and love then, to hear you do Spanish. <laughs> La, las iguanas. Yeah, them las, <laughs> yeah, fuck it, fuck it, las iguanas. Yeah. Fucking las iguanas, more like it. Do, do <laughs> you do chips? That's what I imagine you do, shouting someone's face in fucking Benidorm, wasn't it? Do you have Stella? <laughs> I mean, a fucking Stella. Yeah. Buenas dias. Gracias is what you say, isn't it? Gracias. I'm fucking hilarious, me. Oh, go away. Just go away. I don't need you anywhere near me. Thank you very much. Do you want to do Not really, no. I'm quite fine. Thank you very much. Um, but I think you should do a massive me a massive fucking favor and piss off. Reason that made Sorry. me laugh so much as well is because we went there. I ordered my food. I had a burrito. <laughs> you know, can we get some chips on the side? I really fancy chips. Of course, it always fucking happens, <laughs> isn't it? It's such a British thing to do. Oh, don't want you. Uh, I don't want you that foreign muck. Have you got any fish and chips? <laughs> have you got any proper food? <laughs> yes, they do. Actually, they have paella. <laughs> You know, they have Spanish, they have chorizo. Spanish food's fucking delicious. Like, what is wrong with you? Oh, but uh, I just want me some fucking eggs and beans, maybe. I fucking baked beans over it. Uh, Sorry. It's obviously struck a nerve, weirdly. Where's that (laughs) coming from? Is it from the exhaustion? I don't know. I just, I just, that generation just does my head in. Like, does my head in. Oh, we're going to fucking Ibiza, mate. We're going to fucking Ibiza. I love Ibiza. Oh, it drives me mad. I know. Have you no. got any of that MDMA? I want me some <laughs> MDMA. Like, no, actually, I don't. Like, I'll have some uh, proper Spanish food now. Some jalapenos on it. Fuck off. Someone genuinely asked me for jalapeno hummus once, and I think <laughs> that was the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Someone genuinely came into Morrison's when I used to work there years, like ten years ago, and they went, "Excuse me, mate, do you do that jalapeno hummus?" So, sorry, what? <laughs> you know, like jalapeno hummus. Jale- do you mean jalapeno hummus? <laughs> yeah, that's the stuff. Yeah, jalapeno hummus. Yeah, fucking brilliant. Sorry. Jalapeno <laughs> hummus. Oh, there's been some great moments. Oh, I know I've mentioned the show before, but obviously for all new <laughs> listeners, jalapeno oh. hummus and morikambi are my favourite two things that have ever happened to me in my life. Oh god! <laughs> can I have a? Can I, well, I used to work at the bookies. Can I have a bet on uh, Morikambi? Sorry, Morikambi. Yeah, you know Morikambi. Mora. Do you mean Morecambe? 
Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Up by Liverpool. Yeah, that's yeah, that's Morecambe, yeah. <laughs> oh fuck me. I hate working in retail, but people are so stupid and it makes it slightly better. <laughs> there isn't there isn't one thing I've ever told you. Oh. Sorry to keep blabbing on about stupid people. You know roulette? Yes, yes. You know there is black and black and red. Yes, yeah. And then you've got the zero, which is green, yeah? Yes. Right? But the zero is the only green on the entire board, yeah? Yes. So normally in a normal game of roulette, you can bet on red or black because obviously they're a diff they're a, like I am trying to work out half of thirty six really quick and my brain's not letting me. Um so obviously there's 18? like eighteen, yeah. There's um eighteen chances you can win red or black. This guy generally turned around to me and went, Oh mate, where's the green one? How do I bet on green? Like you just push the zero. Yeah, but you can do red and black down here. Where's the green? It's literally where the zero is. Yeah, but down here, it's just red and black. It's like, yeah, because it's only man. one green, you fucking idiot. Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. There's not many to choose from, mate. It, there's one. It's clearly yeah. that number. I just, fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah. There we are. Anyway, ah. anyway, sorry. Oh, this this show's been because we've swapped things around. It's been a massive clusterfuck at this beginning. So I'm so sorry to anyone listening. Going, are they all right? When you do a show for 96 editions, the same way you've done it for 96 weeks, it's really hard to now change things up to make it a bit more streamlined and better for people because they want to hear the interview. So now you're like, well, hang on, what goes that? What goes there now? How do we introduce this? We've already introduced it 15 times. How do you introduce it again for the show to start? <laughs> so confused. <laughs> breaking us. It's fucking breaking us. Oh, but anyway, how are you, my friend? What have you been up to? <laughs> I'm fucking shattered. Yeah. I'm so exhausted. It's insane. But I've had the most amazing... Like, dude, this has been like one of the most amazing weeks of my life. So... Obviously, when did we last record? Last a week ago, Sunday wasn't last it? it was Sunday, a while yeah. ago now. Yeah. yeah. Did Sunday. we interview that time? Yes, we did one interview. I did forget to mention that. Yes, we have done one interview. So did one absolutely unbelievable interview. Oh yeah, it was great as well. I can't wait yeah. to release that. Really, really excited for that one to come out. And obviously, um, we headed off to the Bloodstock Festival, which was just again, like we said before, just nothing we could have dreamed ever dreamed of. You know, to be press and media at a massive, gigantic metal festival like that is just something else. As taught to those amazing bands. If you're if you're one of the bands that we interviewed, listen to this right now. You're fucking heroes. You're all absolute legends. Thank you so much for taking the time out to come, to come chat to us. I've got fucking hiccups now because I'm so excited about it. God damn it. So yeah, thank you also. We can't wait to release your interviews. We're so excited. Um, and thank you to everyone that's put those lovely posts up as well. Uh tagging us in. It's great. Um, as you also would have seen, we have just announced our live show. The Chronicles of Podcast Live 2 is out. It's coming to you Wednesday, 22nd November. So it's free entry. Subside in Birmingham. Come on down. It's going to be amazing. Recall the remains of headlining. And you've got Dead Happy and Second Cities as well. It's going to be a great fucking night. Um, But yeah, man. So like Bloodstock was just nuts. And it was just the most incredible experience. Um, And like you said, I'm gutted on home. Yeah. I'm absolutely gutted. Um. Sadly, I had to leave early on Sunday because obviously I had to start a brand new job in Bath. Um, so I had to get back to Wales. So I got in about half eight Sunday. Then I had to like unpack, wash my clothes, have a shower, eat, get sorted, and like pack. And by the time I'd sorted, I was like half midnight. I was like, oh, I'll be up at seven. Oh, Thank God damn it. So I got obviously woke up before my alarm. Yeah. 6.58. Booyah. Um, Got sorted, got showered, got out, got gone. 
Uh, Bath was amazing. Like such a lovely place, man. And I've not been there for five years. Um, so staying in this absolutely delicious hotel, four star hotel, the apex all paid for like, Oh, it was beautiful, man. I had my own balcony. It had a pool. I'm gutted. I didn't actually read what the, what the hotel had. I would have gone swimming. It had its own fucking pool. Oh. I know. Uh, but I literally just chilled in my uh, in my hotel room. And I didn't move off the bed apart from to go pick up a Papa John's. That's all I did. <laughs> um, so yeah, my bath was amazing. Bath was absolutely amazing. Uh, but this morning, I know I've already told you, but you can act surprised. It's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this morning was insane. So this morning, I was just chilling, having my breakfast, having some pancakes with berry, blueberry compote and uh, maple syrup. It's fucking delicious. Not as good as the New York City when I went to the diner in New York City, but still, it was still amazing. I just had some frosties, a bit of continental, up some apple juice and a coffee, and I was just chilling out. And who should walk into the fucking dining area? But Scottish actor John Hanna. And I was just like... Oh, my God. I was like, I'm pretty sure he had a bandana on. You know, it's one of those things, because he looked right at me, and I was just staring at him, and I was like, I'm pretty sure it's John fucking Hanna. I love Touch of Cloth. Like, what a show. If you have if you ever seen Touch of Cloth, and you're like, stupid TV series, written by Charlie Brooker, I highly recommend you watch it, because it's fucking phenomenal. I've got that, um, sure. Oh, dude. You look a little frayed around the edges, Cloth. Um, so, yeah, it was just absolutely superb. So, yeah, he, but then he sat behind me, and I was like, I'm pretty sure it's John Hanna. Then when he ordered his food... He's like, hey, I'll have the fucking I'll have a latte, please. And I was like, it's definitely John, That's John Hannah. <laughs> so I was like, right, bollocks to this. So walk round. Mm. I was like, hi, John. Lovely to meet you. My name's Tom. And he was like, yeah, mate, you okay? And I was like, yeah, sorry to interrupt. I know you're obviously very busy. Um, just want to let you know I'm a podcaster. And he went, oh, fuck me. I thought you were part of the crew. And I was like, the crew? Well, you're obviously filming something here then. Um, I was like, I know this is a long shot, but I don't suppose you've got any free time whatsoever this year to be able to come on my podcast, and he just laughed. And I was like, yeah, I thought as much. <laughs> I thought as much, but I appreciate your time. Have a wonderful breakfast. Thank you so much. And shook his hand again and left. And he was just really charming, really nice. Just so down to earth. It was really lovely. Fair uh, play to you. At least he was honest. He could have gone, yeah, of course. Leave me your details and I'll be in touch with a fuck. You know, he could have done something like that. So fair play. At least he was like, no, I do not have time for that. <laughs> Yeah, no, which is fair, and I, I you Absolutely. know, I'll get him. I'll get him when he retires. It's fine. Um, <laughs> he's he's a dreamy. We need him on this show, especially for Agents of Shield, Tony yeah. Cloth, and Last of Us. Like, and I know he's done like fuck loads more. I've seen him in so many things. My brain just is letting me down. Um, so yeah, he's a bit of a he's a bit of a legend, shall we say? Um, and uh, so the second day, the new job's unbelievable, man. Like unbelievable, but so much info. I'm I'm exhausted. Like. My brain is like, oh. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to just cracking on by myself here tomorrow and just like getting on with it and being able to do it my own time nice and slowly. Um, but on the way back, I was at Bristol Temple Meads train station and I was just waiting for the train. But I was stood facing this couple. Now, they were a foreign couple. I'm not going to see him. Like, oh, they were definitely from here because I, I have no idea. Anyway, the guy whispered to his wife, so I was watching it. I had sunglasses on, so you could see my eyes. So I was watching them, but looking like I was looking away. Mm. And he was like, whisper, 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 whisper. His wife then turns, looks at me, but looks away. So I know they're talking about me. Do you know that thing where you glance and look away straight away? Oh, yeah. And she looks at me again and starts pissing herself laughing. And I was like, odd. What the fuck? Yeah. And I was a bit like, well, that's weird. And then they started giggling to each other. And I was like, 
So I got my phone out and I went, hello, mate. Like pretending to be on the phone. It's like, don't you find it really fucking annoying when people look at you, have a little snigger, but can't say anything to your face? <laughs> yeah, it's absolute bullshit. Like, I can't believe it. People just have to take the piss and, you know, they, they haven't got the bollocks to actually say anything and just have a laugh at somebody. Grow up. They were older than me. Like, grow up. Just why? If there's a problem or an issue, just tell me. Is my fly down? Is that what it is? Is my uh, is my bollocks out? No, because it's button jeans. So they're <laughs> fine. Were was you wearing I missing your hat? my head? Yeah. Okay, I was going to say, it could be the uh, the red semicircle in the back of your head, but maybe not. But I was looking at them. Oh, okay. Yeah, that stupid red semicircle, <laughs> motherfucker. It's swollen, dude. I showed everyone at work and they were like, oh my God. I was like, I am ginger. It's going to happen. <laughs> Um, I, but it's literally solely where that would be. But yeah, like I, motherfuckers, I don't be know nice, be kind. I don't get it. What is it to fucking laugh at? Exactly. So I literally was like, "Yeah, they won't come talk to me." Yeah, no, I know. I haven't got any bollocks. Clearly, <laughs> Did they really find No, they walked away. <laughs> Dickheads. I know. But so that's why this is still a fucking thing. Yeah. Exactly why they, okay, we don't know what they were laughing at and judging at, but regardless, that is hate, that is intolerance. Why? Yeah. Why laugh at someone in the middle of the streets for no fucking reason? Unacceptable. Yeah, I agree. Bullshit. If I wasn't an ambassador, I would have thrown him on the tracks. Um <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I wouldn't, Alison, I swear. Alison, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Um but yeah, man, and now here we are. Here we are releasing what should have been before Bloodstock, but it's still out for the world to enjoy. Uh, so, yeah. But now we're all caught up. Um, should we go in here from Braden Barry at of Clothing? I think we definitely should. All right. Is this thing on? Well, howdy doody, everybody. This is Braden Barry from Say We Can Fly, founder of Stay Cozy Clothing. Your one-stop shop for the coziest, most fashionable hoodies, t-shirts, and more. Gorsh, Mickey. That's right, folks. And we're proud to say that we are now sponsoring... The Chronicles of Podcast. Ouch. Hosted by Tom and Jamie. <laughs> like, you can get 10% off, man. That's right, Shaggy. Just use the special code, The Chronicles, at checkout. Oh, boy. I've said it once, and I've said it thrice, and now I'll say it 15 times over. Best advert ever. Oh, yes. Quite simply. Indeed. Best advert ever. Um, Braden, wherever you are, hope you're enjoying filming a Firelight series right now. Uh, from what he's told me, it's going rather well. Touch wood. So, uh, but Jamie, it's time for your favorite segment of the week. Just quickly, did you just touch your crotch when you just said touch wood? No, I tapped the desk. <laughs> look like cause you can't see the desk. desk. Right you can't see it. Look like you touched your crotch. I was like, hey, he's enjoying your chest. No. <laughs> I can't do the noise. <laughs> what did you do if my penis just went like? <laughs> Hopefully, it wouldn't do that. You know. We're a very serious podcast. We take our show very seriously. Of course. So absolutely nothing will be on here, you know, whatsoever. <laughs> Why is there a penis dancing on the screen? No reason. I was enjoying the doing the intro. Babe, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I'm doing a recording mind. <laughs> anyway, Jamie. Anyway, yes. <laughs> it's time for Callum's Treachings. Do you want to know something? Callum will be able to tell you in Callum's Treachings. It's cereal soup. Ooh. I might put it into a Christmassy theme, but there we are. Right, the treacher is back to treat you all. Are you excited to be treached? 
Hey. Why can't I hear you? I was whispering. I don't know why. I was doing, oh, a, se- I I was doing, a, se- I was doing a sexy voice. Like, always. So I heard that. That was bad. <laughs> yeah, literally, going. So if you listen to an audio, you have no fucking clue what's going on. If you're on YouTube, oh, yeah. <laughs> Jamie just obviously wants to suck all the dick still. <laughs> Apparently so. That Batman knowledge <laughs> really impressed me. <laughs> I don't know why I'm fucking obsessed with that. I don't know. That's weird. I obviously need to get out. I think I'm very tired. Jamie, am I even here? Is this Earth? Is it still Tuesday? I think it's just seeing me with my mouth wide open snoring in the tent. You're like, that mouth. I never saw. Do you know what? There was, before we get to the treatings, there was one night where I was like, oh my God, this is going to be the best sleep ever. And we let down and you were gone immediately. And the snoring, I went, oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) And I was like, he's going to keep me up. And then it was morning. And I went, what the hell? So I never saw you with your mouth gaping wide open or your ass. So, That's you know, I w- yeah. Um, that was that, that last night when I was like, oh, I can't wait for this to be like, it was peaceful, quiet, there's nothing. And all them fucking drunk people came back. And I was oh. like, no! <laughs> Have you seen the bit with Donald Trump on Raw? Oh, oh there we go. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Callum's Callum. teachings, let's Sorry, get Callum. Come on. Sorry, Callum. <laughs> I think because the show's all fucked up now, it's all changed. We're, we didn't know what's going on. That was really Scottish then. I was like, I didn't know what's going on, Paul. Um, <laughs> so where that came from, Jesus. You have one conversation um, with a Scotsman, and this is what happens. I know, <laughs> absolutely insane. Anyway, 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 Jamie, what is Callum treating us this week? There is a slim but very possible chance that your laundry gets folded perfectly in the dryer. Really? I mean, it's possible. Because, oh, because it's spinning. Sorry, my brain didn't go there. And I was like, why? Who? There's some fucking little drying tumble dryer elves in there. It's like, we like to fold when the tumble dryer's on. Do, 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 do. We like to fold when the tumble Jeans. No, fuck that. Can't be doing jeans. How do you even fold thongs? Um, like, <laughs> have you ever tried? Like, I don't know why I'm going to, I'm going to fuck it. I'm going to talk about it. Fuck when it, I get Karis's underwear, I just like get the ends and fold it in. That's it's... literally what I do. Is there a way to do it? Like <laughs> I've tried before. It's not possible. I yeah, uh, uh, no, fuck it. Just throw it. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I'm always like, uh... I've just got tops. I've got weird strings going everywhere. And when you fold them, they're oh. like, they're like afros. Like, hello, do you want to fold me in or no? It's like, it's just like, uh, uh, you can do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm like tangled in it. Like, like a puppet. It's absolutely mental. I'd love that, though. That is a very good point, Carl. That's a very good point. How amazing would that be? If that ever happens, I'm taking a picture. Yes. It's got to happen. Yeah. If, even if it's just a sock, something has got to have that perfect fold at least once in someone's life. Whereas most people are like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> we like to focus with the folding out. What the fuck is this? Is there an ecosystem in here? What's the- I need to clean this shit out. <laughs> Sweet finds a whole fucking ecosystem in there because you've never cleaned it. It's all the dust mites. <laughs> yeah. We like to like they've, they've made a living. Like, oh, that t- I love that t shirt. Where's it gone? I haven't seen it for years. Did you see it? It's like stuck on there. It's like a massive like building inside the tunnel. <laughs> it's now their house. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Kevin! He's he's got his family to Kevin! I just destroyed it like Godzilla or King Kong in their sort of universe. (laughs) I want that too. 
T-shirt. I've not seen it for years. <laughs> oh, fuck, I better wash it. In the washing. <laughs> in the dryer. Forget about it again. Oh, it's back. It's back. It's back. I don't know where this is going, but I'm really I have honest. No idea. Exhaustion is definitely the sponsor of this week's show. <laughs> yeah, but if that ever happens, I haven't got a dryer. I've just got a rack. But if it ever happens, I'll take a photo. Yes. It'd be it'd be a great it's I love simple pleasures. But do you know what I hate more than anything? Take a picture or it didn't happen. Oh fuck. Oh, oh just believe me for once. <laughs> yeah. If you're driving down the road, I'll make sure I stay in. Ha <laughs> I know you love that one. Anyway, Jamie. Anyway. What else is Callum teaching us? The number of people on Earth and the number of testicles on Earth are probably a similar number. <laughs> That's top tier. That is that is absolute top tier. <laughs> that is superb. And he's probably right, because you know, 50-50 male and female, so he's probably right. Dragon God's up there going, fucking hell. We've lost it. He's lost a bollock. He's fucking been an injury. He's lost a bollock. <laughs> Fuck's sake. I have to make another man now. All right, man. There we go. That's the ratios now. But like it's like the, the balance, the, the scales of justice. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> depending on male to female, like male to, uh, sorry, fucking hell, female to bollock ratio. It's like got humans, you got to make sure that the, the scales balance. If you have too many testicles, we're fucked. Well, it's going to be flooding. It's going to be locusts. We're, we're bollocks, Jesus. Jesus, come here. Come here. Give it. Give, give us hand. Give us fucking hand, Jesus. Let's have a look. Right. Can you count Rwanda? And I'll count fucking Pakistan and Bangladesh. And we'll start We'll start in Asia. I'll work way around from Australia. We'll go from New Zealand to Japan and come around through Russia. Actually, bollocks to the Russians. Who gives a shit about them? Uh, anyway, so, uh, and China. There's two, there's actually, the countries are so fucking massive. That's going to take us weeks. That's going to take us for, but daddy, what do you think? <laughs> daddy, what, what, we're, we're, we're all omnipotent and shit. We're all super powered. We can just fucking use our laser vision. You've got fucking laser vision, Jesus. What's wrong with you? I never gave you fucking laser vision. I know I made someone pregnant by just making them pregnant. I didn't actually get anywhere near her. Just fucking happened to have a baby for no reason. And there you came. And apparently I'm your fucking dad. We just got a counselling. <laughs> I don't know what oh. my favourite thing there was. Just letting you go. Or the fact that God and Jesus are Northern England. <laughs> they're, they're always Yorkshire. Well, no one has ever anything else. The Yorkshire, Yorkshire accent is the greatest accent ever, in my opinion. Um, alongside the Scottish, obviously. Um, you're a wee bastard. Um, it's just, uh, you know, oh, sorry, I think I hiccuped a bit there. I do apologize about that. That was just something that just yeah, something inside so strong. Um, <laughs> but it's not wrong, it's not wrong, I and mean, actually, it's hilarious. Um, oh. but obviously, what if someone's not born without testicles? Jesus and God's like, oh, for fuck's sake, we've ruined it, we've absolutely ruined it, we've ruined his laugh. We just make another man now to give no more bollocks. It's either it's make like, another man or kill two women. Which one is it going to fucking be? We got it. Which one are we going to do? Yeah. No. Anywho, and Anywho. finally, oh. Jamie, am I destroying you right now? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the, the journal's not happened yet. Fucking um, Finally, what Callum treaching week this? <laughs> if you handcuff a deaf person, you take away their freedom of speech. <laughs> can we laugh at that? <laughs> I thought the last one was topped it. That, that, I, I, I don't think I want to touch it, Jay. If I'm really honest, can we add to that? It's perfection. You can't add anything. 
I think that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Other than being oh able to God. turn around and sort of out trying. <laughs> God, I'm so bad. Callum, just... like that is just... Jamie, what is it? Superb. I can't. I, uh, that is magnificent on so many levels. I want to. I. I don't want to joke about it, obviously, because we'll probably get murdered. But <laughs> that is amazing. Oh, I've got pictured in my head. It's a deaf person in handcuffs and them trying to sign for officer of innocence, but they can't see it because it's behind their back. <laughs> what do you mean? So their hands are handcuffed, they can't they use sign language and they're just trying to say, officer, I'm innocent, but they have no idea because their hands are behind their back. Well, they'd walk around, wouldn't they? Well, how are they going to tell the officer that they're doing sign? Their hands are behind their back. I'll see what you mean. I'm supposed to be like, <laughs> oh, you, come on, let's have it. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm not God. touching it. I'm not. T- I think that's absolutely <sighs> just phenomenal, and it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't need elaboration. It doesn't need an nope. explanation. It doesn't need anything. <sighs> Caleb, you've literally completed the treachings. That is the best <sighs> thing I've ever heard in my life. That broke me so much. <laughs> that is all sorts of excellent. <laughs> but don't be taking away deaf people's freedom of speech, motherfuckers. All right, because I love you. Yeah. But Jamie, how do I follow that? Do not know. That is one hell of a thing to follow. I made a bold statement before that and said the journal hasn't happened yet. And then he dropped that on me and I was like, oh. <laughs> well, the journal's gonna be fucking shit now. Oh, if you hadn't guessed, it's time for Tom's journal. And welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. Jamie, you know how bands always tell the fans to make some noise? Yes. Why is woo the response? (laughs) Noise is a very vague term. Start bleating (laughs) like a goat. Make Chewbacca noises or loud Borat impressions. Like, come on, an entire arena screaming, my wife! Now, that's hype. Anything's on the table and no one's going to tell you no. Trust me, the band will love the crowd participation. The gauntlet has been laid down for the Chronicles of Podcast Live 2. If we say make some noise subside and people don't bar at us or something, I'm going to be pissed. Let's do it. <sighs> Give us all the randomest noises. That'd be amazing. If everyone just did a random, like, different, it was so funny. I'd love it. I have nothing but respect for people who are brave enough to sleep on the top of their duvet in warm weather. Because I'd rather roast death under mine and expose myself to potential demons. That's Becky, and it drives me insane. It's too hot for a fucking duvet. No. No. You do the leg over? I do the leg over. Yeah, that's what I do. I do the, the leg's slightly out, my arm's slightly out, so I'm half covered. So if I get cold in my sleep, I can pull it over. Ex- I'm not... Exactly. Exactly. Genius. You're a genius, Jamie Westwood. <sighs> um... Does anyone else pack underwear for a trip that they're planning on shitting themselves twice or every day? <laughs> I couldn't finish that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> every day they're gone. What's the end? You know a journal is good when you can't even finish reading it. That was great. I don't, I, I don't actually. I pack one 
for the day. Yeah. I shit myself. Well, that's my own fault, isn't it? I should have looked after myself better. Absolutely. I agree with that. Yes. <laughs> but Jay, I swear people to go to Starbucks just to say random words. Like, <laughs> let me get a grande iced mocha no foam cord soy hexagon vortex hypothesis with steamed ice. <laughs> what did that bit made me laugh more than the rest? <laughs> it me, it's so true though. Like you'll go and someone is like uh, an americano, a latte, and the next thing you know, you've got something like that. I'm like, what are you drinking? That yeah. what, what does that even taste like? A, a venti mochaccino with oatmeal with foam and chocolate shavings on top, with yeah, a little just, bit of acidity. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Just, just um, order a coffee, mate. <laughs> Jay, do you reboil the kettle if you don't pour it within 10 seconds of it boiling or are you normal? You did that earlier on today. <laughs> Sorry, yesterday. I literally did that. I walked out the kitchen, heard it click, and when I went back in, I was like, oh, it's been at least a minute. I better reboil that. You have to watch it, don't you? You have to watch it unclick and then go, that's definitely done. You can hear it as much as you like, but you have to physically watch it go. And you're like, perfect, there we go. I put my hand on the kettle, I was like, oh, it's still hot. I better reboil it just in case. Just in case. Surprise the fucking devil doesn't just pop out and be like, ah, I was bathing. What are you doing? I love this thing. Her, really angry. I thought you said you were going to dominate me. Me, absolutely destroying a Mario Kart. What the fuck is happening right now, love? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that's that's me. Yeah. (laughs) Wife's watching the news. Some idiot's trying to fight a squid at the aquarium. Me, covered in ink. Well, well, maybe the squid was being a dick. <laughs> I love those really stupid entries. I love the stupid entries. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> oh. oh, Jay, if the apartment ends in Village, Wood, Court or Park, turn around. <laughs> oh, this is one of my favorite entries ever. I love this so much. Dairy products, especially cheese and yogurt, were found to protect against death from any cause, according to new research. Assassin drops empty gun. Why won't you die? Me eating my 28th block of cheese. Because I came prepared, motherfucker. <laughs> you just need one of those fucking Thailand burgers that was on about last week. And no one fucking getting you. <laughs> yeah, you'd be fine. You'd be like Luke Cage. <laughs> Wrong with you? I'll have, me a, I'll have me a Thailand Burger King. I'm good, mate. <laughs> you can do whatever the fuck you want to me. Yeah. This is going to take you at least half a day. <laughs> I want to want to shit it out, bollocks! <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. If like, you ate cheese and yogurt, and then but and you had a poo, and you're like, "Oh my god, I'm in, I'm I'm not invulnerable anymore. I'm not invincible anymore. Fuck, I need to eat cheese and yogurt right now." <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. Garrett Where's the Gorgon? <laughs> Where's the Gorgonzola? Give me the Gorgonzola, Sharon, quick. Garrett, I'm going for a poo. Where's me mullers? <laughs> Get no fuck fuck the lights. Get the corners. What the fucking corners? <laughs> Oh, Jamie, uh, my toddler loves Shrek. She's giggling to herself this morning because a newly rescued Princess Fiona calls Donkey Noble Steed. Except she has his- misheard this 
as normal Steve. I can't stop laughing at the idea of a donkey called normal Steve. (laughs) Extra funny for me is whenever me and Sam go places where there's animals, he names them all Steve. (laughs) It just makes it even better. Ah, there you are then. (laughs) There you fucking are then. I'll give you three more and we shall crack on. Whoever named the urinal cake clearly missed the opportunity to call it a biscuit. <laughs> Why do they call it a cake? I've never understood that. But... I don't know. Someone's clearly tried to eat it. It must have. A hundred percent. Oh no, Jamie. Like I know you've been going through quite a bit. Like someone, somewhere, someone out there is thinking about you. And the tremendous positive impact you've had on their life. But it's not me. I'm thinking of bacon. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't blame you. I don't blame you whatsoever. <laughs> and I said, it's a really bad sort of the same way with them for that. I've always wondered when people are going to therapy, how often do the therapists just mind, just wonder? It's the most random crap when they're talking, the other person's talking about. Do you reckon that's got to have happened at least while this one asleep to. or something? It's got, it's got to have happened. Got to. That's and really finally. interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe you wouldn't. Sheila Arendine should not be more moving. Just like, like lifting them all up. And finally, for all you Brits out there, we know we all do it. We all do it. I did it earlier. Everyone does this. You read the platform number. You hear the platform number. You walk to said platform. You reread the platform number. (laughs) You get on the train at the platform and then worry you're on the wrong train. Yes, so many times. And if you remember what happened to me in, I think it was Worcester several weeks ago, that is why we do it, because you do what I do and go to the wrong fucking platform and have to wait an hour and a half for the next train. So, yeah, that's why we do it. That's you, fella. And that was another edition of Tom's Journal. Absolutely stunning, sir. (laughs) Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. It's about getting into schools and talking to young people because, you know, I, I know that people can change. Uh, and, it, and it's about talking to people and getting them to understand and perhaps step back from violence and, and prejudice and whatever. And we just need to work together and keep on the good fight there. Absolutely. Hey there, guys. We are ecstatically happy to announce that we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. The times are changing, and with the unfortunate death of Sophie, those changes have made a massive impact for the future. If Sophie was with us still today, I can guarantee what you are doing will still be reaching so many lives of young teenagers, young adults, and those who wish to be as different as possible. So thank you very much. To find out more about this incredible foundation and all the work they do, and more importantly, how you can help, head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com.
Me, 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 me. Mr. Stevens. It's only participation time, baby. Participate, bitch. Participate, bitch. Participate, bitch. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to participate in Jamie's participation challenge. <laughs> Loving all these Star Wars songs lately. <laughs> it's only been two. Yeah, that's more than enough. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anymore. No. <laughs> this week, I said, following on from a question asked in Tom's journal, Tom said that Zap Brannigan is a fictional character that would definitely have himself an OnlyFans page. So this week, I asked, what other fictional characters do you think would have an OnlyFans page? What say you, Mr. Stevens? I mean, I didn't look, I didn't look up the name of her character, but Kathy Burke's character on Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. Yes, absolutely. But her name has completely escaped me. You'll find out because someone else has said that answer and I was no, so yeah. fucking proud of it. How about you? I said my last week of Harley Quinn, didn't I? I couldn't think of any of us off the top of my head. But then someone else commented on it and I was like, of course, why didn't I think of that? But I've saved it for them. But yeah, let's get some amazing answers out of this one. Martin Taylor is first in. Stupid sexy Flanders. We all know what he's packing oh, in a ski suit. That is fucking stunning. I saw a, an exact replica of him today. An exact replica of stupid sexy Flanders? No, of mine. Oh, mine. It's nuts. I generally thought it was him for like five minutes. It was weird. Sorry, Kyle. This week's guest, Hannah Hawkey, got involved and says Jessica Rabbit, of course. Well. 100%. That is, that is obvious. And I don't know who would subscribe to that. No one I know would subscribe to that. Anyway, moving on. Next question. Stuart Edwards in a answer that concerns me, and I don't know if I ever want to see this. Forrest Gump. <laughs> I'm taking my clothes off for you, Jane. I didn't know. We don't need to see that. Did you want to play with my penis, Jane? <laughs> Only five pounds a month, Jane. Jerry Keane. Now he knows what's going on because he says. I'm not fictional. I'm not fictional. (laughs) No, it's not going in. I'm not fictional. Nope. This is very true. This is very true. You're not fictional. Jason Gullick says, CJ from Baywatch, Pamela Anderson's character. Yes. And everyone would have subscribed to that one, let's be honest. (laughs) Nathan Benham in an answer that worries me again. Snow White. That's but she does live with seven men, so I mean, I mean, do you reckon that's his fantasy? Maybe it could be. Oh, no. What's going on? Maybe he's just got a thing for Snow White. <laughs> pe, 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 pe. <laughs> Robbie Williams says it shocks me that no one else has said Princess Peach. He's absolutely right. I was actually quite surprised no one said Princess Peach. It's really. I mean, it's it's a, it's a game. Still a fictional character. I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. 
Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm actually quite surprised no one said that one. There's a lot of mushroom people out there that probably would have paid for that to see their queen. So, princess, rather. Might have happened. Phil Jolly says, Marina from Stingray. I'll be honest, my Stingray knowledge isn't up there to know. Get that one. Says, or Daphne from Scooby-Doo. The yes. I could see Daphne from Scooby-Doo getting that. Come on, Fred. You know you want to subscribe, Fred. <laughs> Ruby Goodwin. <laughs> That's a good point. Actually, probably partakes. Ruby Goodwin says, Arnold Rimmer from Red Dwarf. That would be hilarious to <laughs> see. <laughs> Stuart Jones, Catwoman, but lewds, no nudes. She's got some class to her. I mean, fair, fair, fair. <laughs> Matt Rose in a very obvious answer. Quagmire. Oh, God, yes. Yes. <laughs> How, oh, my God, yes. How did I think of that? <laughs> it's the most obvious answer. <laughs> he was subscribed to absolutely everyone's as well. Yeah, including his own. <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> Liam Tinsley says Jessica Rabbit, which we had, or Lola Bunny from from Space Jam. Yes, definitely Lola Bunny as well. That's another one you see on those lists of which cartoon characters that people fancy. Lola Bunny's always on there as well. So people pay for it. Oh, I've never got everything these days. Yeah, I know. Alex Graham. Here you are, Mr. Stevens. Linda LeHughes. Linda, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yes. And yes, she would. And yes, it would be the most horrific thing your eyes would ever see. God, I loved that show. Kathy Burke's a legend. I absolutely, absolutely love, love her and love that show as well. Absolutely. Laurie Jean says, Harley Quinn definitely does. But I'm also going to say Dobby. But it's no pictures of him. It's just pictures of Harry that he's took on the snide, sneaking into his bedroom. <laughs> I know nothing about Harry Potter, so I can't. That's a good point, yeah. Becky Westwood says Iron Man for sure. He'd just do it for shits and giggles, though. He doesn't need the money. Just just leaves the helmet on, and that's it. <laughs> Got a couple more for you. Gemma Williams says Dr. Evil and Mini-Me would definitely do it, and it would cost $1 trillion to join. <laughs> would Austin Powers be on there? Oh, that's a good... Oh, yeah, Austin Powers definitely would. Sorry, Gemma, I don't want to shit on you. I just thought he'd be the more obvious choice. Myself, I could. Um, yeah, sorry, I, could, I feel I like could, I could shit a little bit. So no, not at all. I could, I could see that happening. Definitely. <laughs> Joe says Eddie from Bottom. Definitely, <laughs> that would be for just be him and drinking glasses. That's it. That's all it is. Holding a pint down there. <laughs> Couple more for you, Gina Humphreys. In the answer that I was going to say, Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Yes, absolutely yes. And last but not least, he's back, ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Williams. He says, finally, I'm not busy and able to find an an audience participation. I can participate in a few months. Anywho, Hawkeye from MASH. His would be a distinguished but sexy Hawkeye from the Avengers. Yeah, fair. Hawkeye from the Avengers, I can see that. Bean from Disenchanted. I've never seen Disenchanted. I've I heard it's really good. Disenchantment. Oh, it's a disenchantment. Okay. My yes. bad. But Bean from that. She would always be drunk and start off sexy, but end up a drunken <laughs> mess. <laughs> oh, Floor. A trusty Floor. None of those walls. Sorry. I love disenchantment. It's fucking great. 
And we've got two from Futurama who says Zap Brannigan. He would also keep pushing the envelope so he looks creepy, but people watch because they hope he'll get himself cancelled. And he says Bender. He he wouldn't actually post anything and do it just to scam people. Yes, hundred yes, percent. <laughs> I thought he was going. I thought he was going to say Amy, but yes. <laughs> Kelly Bundy from Married with Children, a young Jamie definitely would have subscribed to that one without fail. Don't know who that is. Oh, Christina Applegate, major childhood crush of mine. Name rings a bell. For some reason, my mind's gone blank as to anything else right, she's been in right now. Anyway, and then he's got two from Star Trek. William Riker, we've all seen the way he sits on a chair backwards without fail. And, of course, Captain Kirk himself absolutely would. Mr. Spock, please take these sexy photos of me. <laughs> I absolutely loved that. Answers this week. Phenomenal stuff. Well, thank you to absolutely everybody that participated in Jamie's Challenge. We love that you get involved every single week. It means the absolute world. But enjoy James Participation Challenge, Tom's Journal, Caleb Streets is the interview with the absolute garbage that we speak at the now in the middle. Uh, then you'll enjoy the other 96 editions of the Chronicles of Podcast, wherever you get your podcast from, Spotify, Apple, Google, we're pretty much everywhere. So wherever you can find us, get subscribed, get on, get on there. You know it makes sense. It makes sense to us. So you can also find us on YouTube at the Chronicles of Podcast. Please hit that subscribe button. Please, please, please uh, hit the bell to get notified when new videos are released and comment to your heart's desire. Uh, the Bloodstock interviews will be on their way, as will Sophie Vlog number two when Jamie gets some time. Um, you can find all of our interviews are on there. All of our shows are on there. All of our hashtag WBW Way Back Wednesdays are on there. All of our Bloodstock 2022 live interviews are on there. Our Bloodstock vlog number one is on there. Our Dublin Crust vlog is on there. And now our entire 2000 Trees interviews are all on there for you to enjoy as well. So much content. I actually love having a flick every now and again and going, look how much we've done. It's oh, nuts. But yes, uh, you can also find us on Facebook at the Chronicles of Podcast. Please uh, hit that like button, follow us. Share it everywhere. Tell all your mates. Um, but Jamie, thinking about it uh, whilst you're doing that, where else could you find us? Oh, you could definitely find us signing up for Rockfit and strutting your funky stuff to rock and metal. Or on the Twitter uh, X. Doesn't really work, does it? On the X. No, um, or the Twitter. Uh, but Jamie, whilst you're uh, rocking out and signing up to Rockfit and, you know, getting fit, listen to heavy metal music and on our Twitter slash X, where else could you find us? Signing up to all those fictional OnlyFans page. Apart from Benders, you're going to get scammed. Absolutely. Or on the Instagram, at TCOPod. Come and connect us on LinkedIn, at the Chronicles of Podcast. Come and follow us on TikTok, at TCOPod. Uh, go and find Jamie's Chesney Hawks video. Uh, or come on down to our beautifully brand spankingly sexy and gorgeous little website at www.thechroniclesofpodcast.com. You can find out all about us on there. All of our shows and episodes are on there. Our affiliations and sponsors. And, of course, our sexy little shop. Come and get yourself some TCO Pod merch. We love to fucking see that. So make sure you subscribe on YouTube at the Chronicles of Podcast and make sure you are following us on all the socials at TCO Pod. And now over to my co-host, Jamie Westwood, with an update. Before we get out of it, let's say a massive thank you to our friends. Every single piece of music you hear on this show is brought to you by that one man. That one man is Mr. Singer-Songwriter Matt Roberts. Go check out all Matt Roberts' music on Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your music from. And, of course, follow him on all the social medias 
at Matt Roberts Music. Don't forget to check out his latest single, Rat Race. It is absolutely phenomenal. And I know that you guys are going to enjoy it just as much as we do. And of course, we have to say a massive thank you to Mr. Braden Barry and his Stay Cozy Clothing. Head on over to www.staycozyclothing.com download the smartphone app have a look on there find one of everything you like the look of and add it to your basket mr Braden barry he's shuffling things around on that site at the moment he's added some new hoodies he's taking some stuff off he's having a bit of a reshuffle and we cannot wait to see all those new designs that are on their way but whatever you like the look of add it to your basket put in that discount code the chronicles and get yourself 10 percent off of your order and of course, don't forget to check out Mr. Barry's music. We always have to give that a plug as well. Go to check him out. Say We Can Fly. Beneath the Roses, his most recent album is absolutely incredible and a definite album of the year contender for us. And last but not least, we have to say a massive thank you to the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. They are stamping out prejudice, hatred and intolerance everywhere. And I mean everywhere. Yes, it is a UK-based charity, but that does not make this a UK-based issue. We spoke to so many incredible bands from all over the world at Bloodstock. And the one thing that was a resounding yes was when we asked, have you ever been treated differently because of the music you listen to, the way you dressed, whatever it may be? And these people are from all over the world. So please help them. Do what they do and bring an end to all of this. Head on over to sophielancasterfoundation.com and see what you can do to help. Familiarise yourself with Sophie's story and please share it with the world because people might not be know about it. But it's, you know, it's not on everyone's remit. So if it's not, get it out there, share it because you should not be scared to be yourself, quite frankly. We have to say a massive thank you to the guys from the foundation. We had the best time hanging around with them at Bloodstock. It's great to see Dina and everyone it is absolutely amazing massive thank you goes out to them and a massive thank you to everyone at the festival who went and brought some merch said hello at the tent and just helped spread that love and last but not least a massive thank you to this handsome devil right here thanks jamie right back at you i appreciate you yes bloodstock was phenomenal thank you to everyone that like jamie said went to the tent spent some money said hello okay their love it's graciously appreciated uh jamie another absolutely superb edition Oh, yes, indeed it was, even though we were a little bit all over the place. It's fine. It's one of those things. We'll get used to it. Um, I've just completely lost my words. Uh, yeah, so thank you all. Thank you, Hannah, so much for being a part of this episode, for being a part of the show, for taking time out of your very busy schedule. I hope that everyone listening went and saw Rockfit at Bloodstock and got involved. Uh, and as for this week, Jamie and Mally will see yes. you all next week. For the Chronicles of Landon Harvey. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.